Or, or maybe not. Maybe it's, it's not can't, you just shouldn't. It's like best before. I was best before February 2021. I'm just going to warn you guys. <laughs> Alright, let's do this thing. Sorry. <laughs> Too soon. Alright. My name is Todd, and oh, I see it's blacking out my background, but that's okay. My name is Todd. I'm going to be uh, running a game tonight. Thank you for dropping by already. Bertez, Bertez, Bertez. I think there's one more Bertez in there. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a day, and we're all uh, we're all a little punchy. Um, so let's you know the best time to play Dungeons and Dragons is when everybody's a little bit out of it. It's true. True story. All right, so today we're going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Every couple weeks we switch that up and play some Shadowrun. So I think next week actually is due for a Shadowrun. But uh, tonight we're going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, let's meet the table. If it even works, who knows? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the stream. I think you're on. We're a verbal. Yes, sponge. we are. There I we just got caught. Rearranging myself. Hello. In body, if not in spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh my how goodness. is everyone? I'm doing great. I ran Monster of the Week on Monday, and it was awesome. And you should play that game. It's good. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, why don't we uh, start off with Darcy and you tell us a little bit about what you do uh, with. <laughs> with yourself there with myself uh not much but uh yeah i've, I've, I've just been doing some new gm and recently it has been pretty fun a lot of the pocket world systems dungeon world stuff like that but uh in this show i am playing henrietta Pedersen, the pacifist paladin of palor and uh you know things are things are going surprisingly well it's it's tough being a pacifist in hell but it's going better than I expected. All right, we'll have to uh, work on ending that tonight. I mean, what? Nah, but uh, so you are in hell and you are a pacifist paladin bard. So that that can end all kinds of ways, which I'm super excited about. And uh, the rest of the time you do a fair bit of streaming and you also do our art. So thank you very much for that. Uh, okay. Let's go over to, I don't know if this is going to be the right camera or not, but let's talk to Gordon. Hey. That is not Gordon. Hold on one sec. I just have to swap out the cameras. Uh, but you can go ahead. Just, <laughs> we'll just pretend. Aren't we always just pretending? What? That's not allowed here. That's a good line, though. Aren't we always just pretending? Except, you know, everybody. Because, like... What the hell actually is a mortgage? I mean, really, if you think about it. Like, what is money? It's all pretend, man. It's all, it's all the illusion of society. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> you were saying. Somebody give Todd a, a tinfoil hat. All right. You feel better? You feel better now? Monop <laughs> Monopoly money. Is your foil hat, like, backseated on now? <laughs> it should. I don't keep I don't keep it on my head. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Gordon here playing uh, Fenris, Shadow Sorcerer, uh, mainstay of the group, and uh, he's uh, he's been on quite a journey um, through a lot of ups and downs, and now he's kind of figuring some things out in his next move. That is fair. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see where things go with Gordon. So uh, I'm sure you're mulling something over there. And uh, while you're you're also mulling on your uh, other free time, your all your other free time that you have, which is not existent. Um, but with all that time, I know you've been doing some other stuff. So you want to plug that for a second? We do that every game. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I made a board game called Lost Ones, uh, my second board game, and uh, had a pretty good Kickstarter in the fall. Um, for those who backed, we're, we'll be opening the Pledge Manager shortly and uh, looking to launch later this year. Fantastic. So I always love to give good shout-outs to good yeah. work, and uh, I think you do good work, yeah. man. I look forward to that. And it's not just because I, uh, I pledged a little bit trying to get myself some juicy board games. Oh, come on. We're all locked up in here together uh, uh, with our families for too long. We need new and exciting things to do. Am I right? All right, uh, let's keep going around the horn. Uh, Bella. Bella, welcome back to the stream. I never hey, give her everybody. enough lead time. I'm Bella. Uh, <laughs> you never let me know that I'm coming. No. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm playing Darmida, and uh, she is a fallen ASMR ranger, Gloomstalker, and um, her trip to hell has been a very interesting. Uh, I think you would call it a personal journey yeah oh she's a learning a, a lot more about her that. herself than she thought she would well, yeah well, i mean i'm SMR. waiting for my you know father to pop out of the you know that's that's the i don't know like still. my dad's gonna pop out from behind a pillar or something you know one of those warlock lich i'm just waiting that were crawling around in there oh maybe not <laughs> Hey, open. thanks for the host. <laughs> Don't you dip. You leave my daddy alone. Don't give Yelfin any ideas. Oh, yeah, there's that too. All right, well, thanks very, very much for watching, uh, everybody, and thanks very much for our listeners and viewers after the fact. Hey, I just want to shout out that we do have a podcast version of this that goes out, and uh, I'm excited. We get some listeners in Germany. We get some listeners in uh, various states. Virginia is, like, big. Apparently, uh... There's nothing else going on down there, so they've been watching us play some Dungeons & Dragons? That must be it, right? Right? It's not escapism. No, but we do take live suggestions if you want to uh, escape with us. We love that. Uh, and then, um, and uh, we all, I also play some video games, but uh, that's beside the point. And, oh, I'm sorry, I, I forgot one of our players. He's, he's, he's here against his better judgment. He's uh, still standing. He's Carl. Welcome back, Carl. Thanks for being here. Welcome, feathered friends of Faluri. Not as exciting as the pacifist Paladin uh, of Paladin, but we do have the Shadow Monk, uh, Faluri, a Narukokura Shadow Monk. Uh, somehow ended up in hell uh, while chasing a prey, uh, while thinking that uh, she was hot on her trail. Uh, lost it, but decided to follow this merry band of misfits uh, along their quests in the hopes of finding 
her prey once again and restoring uh, peace in her monastery. Dude, you are on fire for the names tonight, the Valerie thing. You could even pronounce uh, the pacifist pellet almost that. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, same uh, here. Where were you when we were naming our group? I mean, seriously, the Merry Band of Misfits. That's a good name. I like that. We uh, we actually started as a homebrew as a morally ambiguous, and uh, it just it just doesn't make sense to send these evil mother <laughs> all the way to hell because uh, it, yeah I I wanted to try a module. This by the way confession time. This is actually the first module I have ever run, ever. Like I've never run a module before, so uh, I'm used mm. used to having no rules and I just make stuff up. And uh, now there's rules for the DM. Well, rules is too much of a strong word well sort of <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's suggestions i think would be uh with the term and speaking of suggestions <sighs> the other uh player is you internet we take suggestions from our live viewers uh Yaofin in chat can definitely attest to that so we uh you watch for a bit you get some plot points you cash them in i believe at some point um grimdor had a couple of plot points that he cashed in the other night and i uh offered to throw that into some names so i got those i have to check the list but i'm pretty sure um uh Fliberty gibbet or Fliberty gibbet was one of them so we'll just have to build that in and uh asdf and I, I don't know what that acronym is for but asdf should be in the game thank you very much grimdor for that and any viewers uh if you want to be part of this just cash in some plot points and we will make it part of our game so that's the idea and now without further ado let's go to hell you, you go to hell. You go to hell. You can get. Make sure that happens. It's nice, pleasant way. Yeah, I feel like I should just burn it all down. Oh, next time, next time we'll bring some hellfire. All right. So you find yourselves back in hell. Uh, yada yada yada. You just left the, or you're still in the crypt of the of the Hell Riders, and you've met. Darmida's mom, um, known as Nishida, uh, who is the right was the right hand man of the Eye of Pelor, your prey, your nemesis, now the arch devil in charge of Vernus. You sought high and low to find three things: their true name, being a devil, it's always good to have a name; uh, their weapon, their discarded weapon, and their eyes. So. Uh, you've been on this trail for a while, meeting unlike unlikely allies and slaughtering everything in your way, uh, and just running from a few different things, too. Uh, so you are now hidden underneath the last resting place for a whole bunch of these um, uh, cursed knights who once followed a, a celestial being, or a trio of celestial beings, into hell to wage war against the evils therein. And they quickly got overwhelmed because apparently evil comes with backup. And so uh, they, the devils and the fiend and the demons turned on the uh, attacking forces and some of them fled back to the real world, uh, to the material realm, and the rest of them, trapped here in hell, um, were going to be slaughtered and many were slaughtered. And then Zeriel did something unexpected. She turned pledged her allegiance to Asmodeus and was raised along with uh, due for many good deeds well, I guess evil deeds um, and was raised to the status of the head of this level of hell and now you find yourselves here 
somewhat dragged along with a floating city from the material realm called El Terrell that dangles in the balance, suspended uh, high above the river Styx and slowly being ratcheted down uh, coil by coil by uh, these massive iron chains. Amongst all of this, you... um, you found out a fair bit about each other and about yourselves, perhaps. In particular, Darmida has found herself on a family reunion. <laughs> and uh, she has come face to face with her mother, learning some new secrets, some new and old knowledge. And now you find yourselves in the crypt. I believe that where we left off, Faluri was finally braving to go into the confines of, of the space and uh, brought there. And you end up, um, uh, Fellery, uh, finding the old man near the, uh, near the uh, first room where everyone entered. And uh, after a few seconds, uh, kind of suddenly being recognized and then the old man dra- bringing you over towards Darmida and Nishida. Um, as you walk around the corner, the two of them turn and you see Nishida for the very first time there for Lori. A large, undead deva, death knight, twisted black armor of a hell knight, just standing, wings wrapped almost around Darmida, and they both turn and look at you. The rest of you are trying to find the lost souls, or soul scripts. I'm going to nickname them soul scripts. All right, and I believe that brings us up to speed. Anything anybody else wants to add? Just waiting uh, for the caffeine? No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to react to uh, <laughs> two freaky people looking at me. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Wait, uh, uh. All right. And uh, now we are back in hell. What do you want to do? Uh, while failing to hear the words roll for initiative, I'm going to move myself here and probably turn invisible. You just like Homer Simpson's into the bush? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think that was probably the funniest line I've heard in a long time there. Nice, nice job there, Dars. All right. <clears throat> okay, so you take a step back, intruding upon this uh, private moment. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave you guys to reminisce. Uh, <laughs> Darmida, you want to do? You definitely see Felurius as they're holding a light source. Actually, an incredibly bright, glowing. Uh, what is it? A crystal? Uh, yeah, but if I go and turn it invisible, uh, that light source is going to sure. not it be there. out in front of you. You cover it up and disappear from view. Yeah, I would likely um, just look at Valerie and then see Valerie disappear and be like, I know what that is. We've done that. Like, yeah. that's a thing we do. Yeah. Um, All you shadowy things. So I would just kind of, yeah, you know, um, I just kind of look over, take a small step back from Nishida and um 
kind of try to figure out what next. I I think I have to find my friends, so... Sure thing. So you're a little friends. disoriented. The bright light um, of, from Faluri for the second, <laughs> uh, at the same time as you, as the world of the quiet, over-amped, almost like an oversaturated forest, the white forest that enveloped you and Nishida slowly faded from view from your commune spell. And now you are left in the dark. And um, let's jump over to Fenris. Fenris, you are quite used to casting heavy spells and surviving on your own if necessary in rough conditions. But this long stay in hell is starting to get to you. You've been here with somewhat adequate food and drink for a while now and you've <clears throat> you 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 look around the room and there's all these weapons and helms and shields and lances and swords and maces all scattered around from where you've tossed them there's a almost like a bookshelf a weapon rack pulled out from the wall it's, it's at least 10 maybe 12 feet long and you've been resting it away from the wall it's about a good foot angled out from the wall on one side and you've just padding at the wall behind to no avail. There does not appear to be any way into this um, into this secret chamber that you suspect is behind this wall. You can hear Henrietta um, humming a song just around the corner. I call out the... So before I call out to Henrietta, I'm just going to knock on the... Like, do I know if it's hollow? but I just don't know how to open it, or is it just pure solid stone? Uh, go ahead and do an investigation check for me. Okay, nine. It's, it just doesn't feel hollow at all. Um, you look back over, and the only other occupant of this room is this translucent ghost just hovering next to their burial urn dressed in full yeah. um well i mean their spirit appears to be in in uh, a mix of chain and plate with the emblems of the old elturel and it just kind of gives you a look like I'm, I'm gonna ask him you know since i've already spoken to him you know you've been very helpful and i appreciate um your guidance. I think there's a room on the other side of this wall. That's why I asked your permission to move these weapons, your weapons. Do you know if there's a entrance or something? We have searched this room, these tombs, again and again. And yet, there are places that we get lost. There are things we cannot touch. It is possible. But we have never been able to find that which binds us Well, here. we found one room. Yes. We found one room that bound many of your friends. I saw them leave. I believe they headed to the stells. We, we, we're calling them stells, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. sure. Yes, they're going there, and I think the second part of what binds them, we can free them. But we want to get the rest of you. So maybe you can help. Are you able to go through this wall? 
I can try. So the spirit moves a little bit forward, and um, it's it's weird because it it's there for one second, and then it's just not. It's like it's like the steps in between just are missing as it moves forward, uh, as though you're missing pieces of the film. And as it moves past you, it comes up almost brushing your left shoulder, and you get this the on the edge of your um, you wear like a, a elven chain, I believe, and uh, you can feel yep. the elven chain just get ice cold as it brushes past you and it it goes up against the wall and just places its hand against it and then sinks in uh up until the elbow and then look gives you a look and a no and like a, a dutiful nod and then presses forward and then and it disappears from your view for a few seconds and then after a few seconds you just you see um, the whole bookshelf, which has only been tilted out, suddenly shift and then begin to fall over. Please do a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Six. Unfortunately, you're just not expecting it, and the just the angle that it was pulled out, yeah. the bookshelf comes tumbling down, or the weapon rack comes tumbling down on you as the ghost thrusts through it and just something in the force of the way in which it is thrust out of this wall, also just bashing it ever so slightly corporeally into this this weapons rack which tilts it over onto yourself. You're so surprised the ghost goes flying past you, distracted uh, by it as it's expulsed into the room and gives you a look like and, and then you hear the as the as the weapon rack comes falling down upon you. You take uh, let me just roll some dice. Oh, slow to roll. Eight points of bludgeoning damage as you are now and with that roll you are pinned underneath this massive wooden uh, um, weapons rack. It's a good 12 feet long and about nine, eight, nine feet tall. Uh, you, you, okay. Anyone in the area, yeah, including that. Henrietta, yeah. hears that. <laughs> Even Fallery hears that. Uh, Dermita might be a little distracted, but you definitely hear that of the uh, of the bookshelf fall, of the uh, weapons rack falling over, and the last few weapons on there clattering to the ground. I'm going to Okay, annoyed, uh, I'm going to cast Telekinesis and, and lift it up. I love how you're annoyed and you're like, first instinct is fifth level spell. Um, all right, so you... <laughs> um, and, uh, we'll just get back to you in just one second as you start muttering the incantation and the shadows coalescing into this almost uh, only visible to you hand underneath the book, underneath the, uh, the weapon rack and starts to push up. Henrietta, what do you do? You've heard this massive clash... You were in the about yeah. I I, I call it first, right? I'm probably like you know in the middle of one like I don't know, stanza or something, and then it's like, Ben, is you okay? And then I go do like the next one, but I'm just like, I, I think I'm like interspersing like so you don't lose your ritual cast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah. ritually casting uh, detect magic, if I remember correctly. It's like between the beats of the song. <laughs> it's just like Benos, yeah. Uh, I'll finish casting and say yeah, and I'll lift up the 
the ghost kind of looks like it wants to help and its arms are passing through this thing as suddenly as it begins to lift up and the ghost the ghost standing there steps back and the whole thing just up into the uh, and the the air is just ever so subtly vibrating around with this low pulse and you clamber out from underneath this thing are you going to put it back on the wall or just drop it on the floor or pin it to the I'm going to gently put it on the floor Okay. Because I want to take a look at the wall now that it's completely away from the wall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you, um, you take a look. I don't see any outline. No, there doesn't appear to be any outline at all. It's unbroken stone. Uh, you you look back at the as it goes on the gla- ground next to you, and the spirit next to you says, "I I tried, and some, something pushed me back. Something is in there, but okay, I am not allowed in." Well, then, in a way, that's good. Because there's something there. If an undead, long, 50 uh, 50 years dead night could express a hopeful glimmer in their undead eye, that's what you kind of get a a slight look (laughs) at. All right, Henrietta, right about now, your ritual casting of Detect Magic... uh, activates you are sitting cross-legged i'm assuming uh i'm gonna hand, oh you're standing sure. you can stand aghast if you want um you're sitting in the middle of a small um a connecting hallway off of which are three alcoves one to the north two to the south on either side of you from where you're standing standing you had locate object um cast at one point just briefly ago and you have a strong mm-hmm. indication at that point that there is, what you are seeking is directly south of you. Um, in particular, the farthest of the alcoves before it opens up into another room. This is the room you, you did search already, but it's it's the next room past where Fenris seems to be messing around with stuff. And you cast Detect Magic, right? So, Right, which will break my Detect right. Object, or Locate so, Object. As that fades, you look at these, you look around, you see your own magical possessions begin to glow, the mace on your hip, your, uh, I believe your shield is magical as well, or no? My shield is magical, I've got a few other trinkets on me. Yeah, so those glow in the dark um, without actually illuminating the space. And you look at right. the at the walls, at these recesses, and the ca- and the caskets where these knights are buried in iron burial caskets. Each casket has a single healthy red rose less- resting on its lid. Yes, Your right. detect magic flares around these roses, and at first you get a strange sense of like, oh, there's something that's keeping them from fading. And then you realize this... this has a sense of abjuration, of, uh, a, a protection or a uh, around it, but also a sense of necromancy. These colors interweaving around this rose, keeping it artificially fresh. And these extend like little, um, almost like roots off of the end of the rose, except some of them come off the top as well. And they begin to just feather light, this tiny little etchings of of root branches extending down and around these caskets inside the caskets 
um, where it goes out of sight, so you can't see what's inside, but you see these little tiny flickers and pulses of necromatic energy feeding into the rose, and then the rose echoing that back like a, a slow pulse. Almost like breathing. It goes into the rose and flares, and then out of the rose and into the casket and flares. It doesn't ex- appear to extend beyond the casket itself. And you yeah, jumping on the wall behind them. You take a good look. Uh, go ahead and do a perception check for me. Sure. I'm just going to move you to the, the sheet. over to the one that seems to be the most interesting. Is this alcove here? Right. Yeah, I figured those so because you're kind of. Is the casket in it, or is it like in one like? Is it inset into the wall? It is. Uh, it is actually in it, and it is. Okay, uh, yes. They're like, right. Yes, that's why. Given I that it's only there. five feet, they're actually tilted and standing almost. So they're on a probably like a, a almost a forty-five degree angle. The foot of it almost wow. touching your feet out in the main hall, and then leaning up against the wall. It's almost seven feet tall. Fourteen perception. Fourteen. It's hard to see past this elevated casket that stands in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you get the sense that this necrotic pulse doesn't extend into the wall. And it, it seems to be surrounding right. this casket. And you see little, tiny little feathery wisps around it in various places, just, just bleeding through these little red veins and roots that you don't see beyond that. Yeah, I mean... Nick- Necromancy keeping the rose alive makes sense. I don't know why. I don't know the ritual purpose of that. Maybe I'll try and do a religion or something. But yeah, you also mentioned abjuration. abjuration. They're just sort of it mixed seems, together? Or... Yeah, it does. Ahead. They're related, and abjuration can mean protection, but it can also mean traps. Yeah. Um, but it looks like the abjuration is just around like the caskets. It's not related to the, the wall yeah, or anything. Yeah, take a look at the other two briefly and you see the same look the same um, feathery veins of, of magic keeping these roses okay maintaining that spell i'll walk around to where um defenders is like sort of do a perimeter of this wall that we're sort of expecting there to it be something it looks in. like a teenager's bed i mean fenris was only about 18 so it looks like a bedroom tossed um no beds but all these weapons and the big a weapon rack tossed around a goat. You can actually just make out the specter of a ghost standing next to Fenris. Uh, and they. What happened over here? Uh, just uh, got caught off guard with uh, the weapon rack falling. Uh, there is something beyond this wall that expelled the ghost. Hmm. So there's Do something. I detect anything about that or no? It, not that you can see. You look around the room, the wall looks plain. Some of the weapons have an ever-so-slight magical hint to them, but other than sure. that, um, it doesn't appear to be anything uh, magical besides what Fenris is carrying on him or yourself. I'm getting anything that seems likely to be hiding a door. And some signs with the, uh, well, not sure what those roses are about. Magic's keeping them alive, but I don't don't know what it has to do with the passage, if there is one. 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll like wander back over here again and see if I can find anything in the, the far room. But like, feel free to cut away to me like sure. wandering around and being confused. Sure, you, <laughs> you, as you wander around, you will definitely pick out that there is another almost identical hallway just north of uh, the entrance you come in. So it's it's about 15, 20 mm -hmm. feet north of the um, entrance where you first cast your your detect magic. And it's almost the same um, in that there are, two, there are three alcoves and three um, burial caskets and three roses in that as well. All right. Are there any loose stones in the wall? Like I'm going to feel it with my telekinesis. Um, go ahead and make a uh, strength check with your, your the force of your telekinesis. That'd be my an ability check. You yep. mean? Yep. Twenty-two. Okay. Um. So you're just like. And the whole wall starts shaking, and a few stones come falling away, and a crack does appear, but it doesn't appear to go anywhere. Just you shear off a small piece of stone. Um, it you kind of scratch at it pretty hard with this telekinesis, but none of these stones are shifting. It does not appear to have any kind of entrance on this wall. Okay, I'm gonna make my way then to the other side to take a look over here if there's another sure. you can way see Henrietta south from where and uh, the glowing shield as she's looking around in the other in the far room there you're in the hallway connecting the two rooms and you see the same thing these these three alcoves two to the south one to the north and you see these caskets iron caskets uh, embossed with uh, uh, carvings and respectful it looks like a soldier's casket except there's these um little out like ever so slight indents in that at about chest level where there's a single red rose placed on a small little outcropping just to hold it in place and it's just kind of a little little recess there where the rose can sit and it, the rose looks as though it was fresh picked just this morning even uh, even yeah, though it, around you the the layers of dust lay thick right and this is on. And I think uh, Henrietta mentioned that there there's some kind of magic with them, right? That's preserving them, and that something else with about them. Yeah. Okay, I'll do like an Arcana check to see what what kind of sure, magic go ahead it and is. Roll your Arcana. It's like in case it's like a trap or something, or if it's actually a mechanism to open something. Sure. Uh. 22 again all right you're, you're on fire right now so you you um, uh, close your eyes and you mutter uh, just kind of a focusing ritual that you you practice since you were a child sitting cross-legged with your with your mother or a, one of your many uncles or aunts who were part of your your cult and uh, you start opening your eyes and looking for little inscriptions telltale runes or signs of magic. And little by little, you do pick out a few of them are on these uh, caskets. Um, the rose itself has an ever, the way it's been cut right around the base. It looks like it's, it has been cut, but it looks like it's been cut by a very kind of special 
blade, almost like a ritual blade that's left a strange kind of, you know how like a, a Chris would leave a slight different thing than a straight edge dagger? It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Or like um, uh, scrapbooking shears would leave an interesting kind of cut to this. This has not been cut just by a knife or a scythe or anything. It's It's been cut by something odd and ritualistic. So it does appear like these have been placed intentionally. You can also get the idea that they were placed very last. These would be the last things done in the ritual of whatever it is that is involved in entombing these caskets. Kidoki. Meanwhile, I'm just going to ask the internet a favor. Internet, um, how mean do I be today? I'm just curious on a scale of like one to five. I'm just. I, I realized something between sessions and I was like, oh yeah. Oh Ooh. yeah. I feel, <laughs> I feel targeted. Oh no. 4.5, leave room for some good things. All right, Yofen. I love it. I will. Um, <laughs> okay then. <clears throat> Valerie. You are sadistic, good sir. You... Sadistic. And he's encouraging this in myself. I love it. Um, okay, so Valerie. You literally went dark to avoid an awkward situation. Uh, dating must be very difficult for you. Uh, but besides that, you remember when you came <laughs> into this... Yeah, imagine dating a shadow monk. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'd be just awkward. Um, anyway. I was uh, there all along. So first of all, you're hiding around a corner with... Again, I'm not going to describe it because the uh, we've all heard it. But you also recognize these three alcoves and these three caskets and these three roses in each of these alcoves right near where you're hiding around the corner from uh, Dermida and Nishida. You also look around uh. and uh, I want you to do a perception check for me. Well, last week I rolled really good with roll 20. It's time for the opposite. E eleven. Eleven. Where the old man led you in here? Where the heck did he go? Because you just went boof <gasps> and bamfed out, sort of thing. And you don't see him anywhere right now. You don't remember? I, said, I let him here once. I'm not gonna go look for him again. I can't be this guy's babysitter all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so um, so you're standing there and you hear this quiet whispering. Do you speak celestial? Nope. So you can hear some not. of the words spoken by um, two voices in the other room. You hear a little bit of Nishida, Nishida's voice rising, and you hear Darmida occasionally replying, but you do not know what the words are. You also hear the scratching sounds uh, in the dark uh, of... <laughs> the undead nearby and just north of you. Um, all right. What would you like to do? Well, not liking the noise I hear behind me and confident in my abilities to remain invisible, doubting probably that there's some true sight involved with some of these uh, people, I'm still going to try and push forward um, and navigate my way through um, 
the uh, the various corridors here. I, I see that Darmida is is otherwise engaged, uh, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of her mom. Okay, where so would you like to go? Uh, I'm just you gonna try and teleport. To any shadow. Uh, around around here. Okay, so you have to kind of bamf into the room line of sightwise. Yeah. And then you look across. I kind of thought so. And you can just see, um, like, you, you glance around the corner towards this extremely large, like, ten, almost 10 foot across burial urn. And you see these etchings in the walls of these important looking people around large archways. And uh, and you look in the glance in the urn for a second, and it's mostly ashes, and like it's been churned up pretty good, and it's kind of spilled all over the floor. You also pick out a couple of items that have fallen onto the floor. Some of them like old discarded bones and a gauntlet here, and but a couple of things catch your eye, uh, which I'll get to in a second. You also see one of the bone um, bony fingers in the urn, sitting near the top of the ash, suddenly twitch and retreat into the ash. So there are definitely undead things currently hiding in here. However, you do notice that on the floor, um, tossed as though um, uh, almost by like a, a as a, as a plaything almost, you can see that there is a um, there's a necklace laying on the ground amongst uh, what looks probably like a human femur, and this is about five feet away from you right here it um it doesn't look tarnished at all it, it looks pretty good it's got some ash on it but that's about it looks to the right looks to the left and reaches for it nice all right you reach down and it takes a little bit of jiggling to get it to come off of the femur, and then you see like the femur actually has a little bit of a of a knee bone. Uh, the knee bone's connected to the femur bone, um, so the knee is broken exactly. just before the knee, and then the joint creepily goes, making the whole thing shudder a little bit. And you're like, Ugh. but you now have it's got these little round, uh, almost gold. Like it looks like it's made out of gold, but etched in carvings and it's connected by a fine golden chain uh, and it's got these globes of little little um, gold almost like pearls but made of metal and uh, it looks really interesting and it, it feels warm to the touch oh, uh, you look nothing up. bad could come of this <laughs> you look up and you catch a glimpse of, of Nishida muttering to uh uh, Dermita, and then you see Nishida's eye turn and look at you, even though you're invisible. Just look at you, take in that you've taken something, and then just look back at Dharmita as though you've been weighed and discarded. <laughs> but she doesn't seem to respond in other in any other way. All right, you wanted to go here, yeah? Yeah. All right, so you are. So now... I, I put this back in my pouch. Yeah. yeah. Do I notice her? Uh, do a perception check with disadvantage. Is it against my stealth or is uh, it just a, a straight roll? What would your passive stealth be? I'm just curious. Or if you want to roll How stealth. How would go one... Ahead. Go ahead and roll stealth. Oh, I mean, 
I'm asking if I noticed Nishida. Oh, oh okay. No, you look definitely like over. Uh oh, roll an insight check then without disadvantage. That's that's what I was kind yeah, of yeah. thinking. Just to just to try and read her. Now she is undead. She doesn't breathe. She doesn't blink. It's a bit unnerving. But with a 16, you do catch her eyes flick over behind you and then can almost give a passive and then she looks back at you and continues what she was saying. Now, if we act I'm... quickly enough, we may be able to take um, advantage of a distracting situation. Remember, we cannot speak entirely plainly. And though it would be convenient, I don't recommend... And then in, just in your... And just in your mind, she then says, Remember, archdevils can read telepathy, even at a distance. If there are words worth listening for. She then kind of switches back to regular celestial uh, speaking aloud in a, in a hushed tone. All right, Valerie, where are you going from here? Valerie has no clue, but she knows that she doesn't want to be near Nishida. So she just continues down uh, the hallway and with the hopes that she'll run into uh, the other two members of the party. Okay, so you make it down around the curve and somewhere down around here. And as you're turning, one of these ghosts um, was soldier, translucent soldier. You can barely pick it out in the dark. Um, and just you feel this cold. It's just like <gasps> this freezing cold pass through you for a second as, as your left arm and wing just brush past one of these ghosts that then keeps on walking right through the stone wall behind you and up in this direction. And then you see another pass through. Uh, they don't seem to pay you any notice at all um, unless you want to do something as they're passing by. Nope, just taking notes. You do get the impression like, uh, that they look... They look haggard and sorrowful, but it's almost like they've been given a reprieve of some kind. Would be your first impression. You okay. Know, reading the ghosts. Right. Yeah, but the the important thing is, um, you know, there was no hostile act, and uh, obviously, I want to try and and keep uh, to myself uh, and only act if I need to. So, um, so you step into the next big room. It's this one is quite large. It's almost uh, fifty feet long, about twenty feet wide. Uh, it's got those. It's got those weapon racks on the walls. It's got these large urns, kind of lining in places of of rest um, and no visible ghosts in here and you see at the at the to, off to the right there's a standard hallway extending further in and you see a little flicker of light from that direction um it's very dim in here but um if you risk your own light source you also see an unexpected smallish doorway opened in the wall directly to your left that's um over here and there's a small chamber therein and uh you can just make out that there's two ways to go. All right, so we're going to jump back to Henrietta just for a sec. Henrietta, what do you want to do?
I walked back over to Fenris. Sorry, I was muted there. Um, I was gonna ask. <laughs> and, uh... Haha. <laughs> I don't see any other... place where the entrance might be. I'm thinking... the magic here. It's to protect the dead. That's stop anyone from tampering, I, I think, but I think here it's stronger. Is that right? Is that what you were saying? Like I was drawn Henrietta, to this specific alcove? Yeah, specifically this alcove was where you last got that strong pull. Like, I think uh, this one here is it's like protecting maybe this is the entrance and it's trying to hide amongst the other Okay. Protection. There is the. Um, but these the, people uh, deserve to not have their rest disturbed. Can I look for any, like. What is, like. I don't know. I want some sort of religious iconography on here. Like, why, why are these people set apart? Sure. Go ahead and uh, roll. Um, roll religion or history. And you have advantage on this. Okay. I'll take advantage on. Oh, crap. Bad roll, 12. Your only, your best guess would that would be that the regular soldiers who were, um, uh, it's usually what happens is your soldiers are housed separately from your officers. That's really yeah. all you can kind of surmise based on this. They are given some place of honor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> This alcove, Henrietta, if you sense something stronger here, I'm going to take a look at the wall, not touch anything. Do I see any outline, like feel with the, my telekinesis? Do I sense anything? Uh, sure, go ahead and do a... Um, do an... Hmm. If, if you're going to start poking away at things, I'm going to ask you to do an investigation check. Otherwise, okay. you could do a... Uh, 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 perception. Check. I'm more trying to f perception, like see something, like I did with the All other right, for sure. rooms, right? So you're just trying to, sh like, you're gonna shift things, or you're just gonna just try to peek around. I'm not gonna shift things, okay? But I want to peek around behind the casket to see is there something beyond that. I know that that the room that threw the ghost out is south of here. Sure. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna say you, I couldn't. And you're gonna use your telekinesis to aid with this. Somehow, I got an idea. I like that. Sure, yeah, just like not not, not moving things, but just kind of you feeling to see if there's yourself. something. You yeah. steady yourself and lean in a way that would normally have you almost yeah. topple. You just kind of peer on either side of this casket, and then at one point you're just like, ah, you can see cause the high, the ceiling in here is about nine feet tall. This thing ends at oh, okay. seven feet, so you're just like, I could just levitate. Just, boom, boom, put yourself up on the ceiling in this creepy nice. ass way. It's like, yeah, Henrietta. Yeah. That's You've good. been getting used to him again, slowly, and yeah. like, all of a sudden he just freaking demon floats against the ceiling, and then just scoots himself along to see past the casket. Go ahead and roll perception with advantage. And okay. Henrietta, I don't know how you feel about all that. He's not disturbing the dead. Uh, first one. He's disturbing your living. Ooh, 12 and 11. It's, that, was my it's that was like my role. It's hard to tell. Um, the casket is leaning against it. The stone doesn't seem uneven. 
uh, above it, but it's blocking your view of kind of what would normally be behind the angle. Like, think of it like a Pythagorean theorem problem. <laughs> Ladder's yeah. leaning against the wall. Um, so the casket's leaning against the wall, and it's seven feet up, and so if it, directly behind it is really blocked by it, unfortunately. Um, what do you want to do? Oh, so the casket's leaning against the wall. Yeah, it's not, it's not on the floor. On the ground. It, the, the base oh, I thought it, it was is. on the ground. No, the base of it is uh, where the feet would be, and it's leaning on yeah. about a 45-degree angle, and the top of it is leaning against the, the wall behind. And so you try yeah. to see above and behind it, but it's leaning at such an angle it's hard to see. Um, but you okay. could try something else I'm, next time. I'm going to do something. I'm going to say, Henrietta, just prepare yourself. I know there, there must be something. And I'm just going to reach in with myself, like a new spell that I learned that I've never used before. No. <laughs> uh, I think so I've excited. like gotten on a knee and I'm trying to like, you know, uh, just I'm going to cast knock. guidance here. Oh, okay. All right. Not on the casket, but on the like, on yeah. the wall. How does with everyone within 300 feet through the stones, we'll hear me. echoing through the halls, just yeah. and everything just kind of vibrates for a second and some dust motes fall down and like, you're still pinned up on the ceiling, and just a side yeah. note, Henrietta, you look at Fenris as his eyes just go black prepare yourself and then you hear this sound uh, which is almost like a really hard, like, pounding sound. Like a knocker against a wall. And... Yeah, I think, like, exact at that moment that it's, like, prepare yourself. I just yeah. have, like, gone to a knee and I'm like, forgive us. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what's about to happen, but... Uh... Both of you do a perception check for me. Okay. It's faint. Oh, terrible. Eight. I can't. Your yeah. ears are still ringing from this sound. Yeah. Uh, Fallery, in the dark, you hear this massive sound, like dolorous boom. <laughs> like knocking sound from this heavy, heavy, almost like metal on wood, just pound, like not quite a gong, just this reverberating through the walls. And it came from this direction, um, from where you currently are. Do you want to go that way? Do you want to stay where All you right. are? All right. Yep. Do you no, I'm going to go that way. It's dim light, so, yep. so I can yeah. see. I'm still invisible, so I'm not really too concerned at the moment, but... I don't remember if you're able to move um, your own mini here, Carl. I have a move in it for you. Oh, good. Okay. Nope. Yep. You go into uh, the I'm moving it. Cool. You go into the next room, and you see... It's a strange-shaped room, but it's very similar to the last. There are urns, there are weapon racks on the wall. You see a couple of the urns are empty, and then a few of them, two, of, two out of about six of them, have these ghosts just kind of standing there. And you can see it's almost like they're going through old habits. You see one of them sharpening. Um, it's a weird thing because they've got this blade and they're sharpening it with a whetstone. But about a few inches above where the hand ends, 
uh, and where the where the where the whetstone scraping ends and it's totally silent, the blade just fades into mist. And so it's like an ethereal blade. They're just caught in these old habits. And they don't seem to notice you on entrance. Um, and the, there's only a, one other exit from the room, which is a, on the opposite side, but a little bit kitty corner. And you can see the flickering of light coming from that side. Yep, I'll move towards there. You you move almost at the speed of thought. Just bam, bam, bam. Being a shadow monk, you can just at will teleport. Uh, Dermita, what do you want to do? You've heard this, this loud yeah. sound. I'm going to... Okay, um, I need to check on Fenris and Hen. Of course. I'm worried about them. That might have been them. Are <laughs> yes. you coming with me or no? It's probably best. There are things down here that might not react kindly, but if I'm here, I should leave you alone. Okay. I'll be back. Lead the way. Huh? Lead the way, daughter. All right. And I'm just going to haul ass. Uh, which way? Um, you, in the direction? The sound actually sounded louder from over this direction, but you can hear then it. Then that's the way the I'm... Way. That's the way I'm going, then. Uh, all right, so you, you take the path. I'm going I'm in traveled. the direction I heard it loudest. Absolutely. You, uh, you turn the corner there. It's a small hallway and then branches out into a pretty large room. It's about uh, 50, 40, 50 feet long, about 25 feet wide. And you see these two mummies just standing in the middle, just almost in conversation, like talking to each other. Just and they both look at you and just as you begin walking. Yeah, and, and right in here. Um, uh, what do you can you see those guys there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you keep advancing, they start to look like they're trying to flank you and try to hone in on you. A few seconds later, Nishida comes around the corner and barks at them again in Infernal. And Back, I dogs. just... <laughs> I just keep on running. Uh, they hesitate, but they don't seem too happy about it as they begrudgingly step back and kind of nod to Nishida as you go tearing off down a similar small alcove-studded hallway. Uh, the caskets on either side, the roses. You you just take it in at a glance. You can see the flickering light coming from Nishida's brilliant shield bouncing off of things and just kind of illuminating this room ahead of you. Um, Nishida walking along and just her presence is just... She is slow and you get the impression that there is this great gravitas to her, and the mummies are just <laughs> tracking her and you as they walk by. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to keep going? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right. So I'll go... We're not in initiative order or anything. Yeah. Okay, I mean, then I'm yeah. going to go all the way into the room. Um, I did forget though that before I left that room, because mm -hmm. I still think Valerie is where I last saw them. Yeah. So I would have said, Valerie, Fenris, and uh, Hen are this way. Um, 
But Do we a perception check for me, in. Darmina. Okay. I meant to do that a really long time ago, but, you know, things were happening. So. <laughs> things happen. Yeah. You know. Eleven. Yeah. I don't notice she it. Yeah, you Low don't perception notice it. shadowy dark. Yeah, you guys are such a perception. All right. Uh, so you come around the corner and you see oh. Henrietta's shield. You see them in conversation. You, it, it's, it takes you back at a second because you see Henrietta kneeling and uh, the shield in front, hand kind of clutching a, a symbol and just you hear the reverberation of, of whatever she's humming and planning. Uh, you still hear this echoing from the, the, the huge knock and you look up and pinned at the top of the ceiling right against the top is the like black kind of ripped up clothes covering the chainmail of the sorcerer that you've been working with just pinned against the ceiling eyes completely black and just looking around and, and as though mid conversation with Henrietta it's just a weird scenario and in front of them you see one of those caskets uh, Falerina I, uh... but now you can also enter that space as well if you like just travel bam 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 I shall okay Hi, Fallery. <laughs> and you notice that I I see you. <laughs> yeah, you do actually see her. Oh, wait, no, you've dropped... Um, uh, you've no, dropped it's not concentration. Oh, it isn't. Oh, so you do see Fallery walk. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Do... Uh... Yeah. Hi. <laughs> he's, he's not used to being I mean she's not used to being seen obviously and, and also from this guy pinned to the ceiling um, I think don't touch the roses or the caskets but I think the second entrance is through here another entrance we found one back Entran a ways entrance to what a secret room with their contracts if you notice ghosts that are traveling their final march we freed a whole bunch of them by burning up the contracts, but not all of them. There's still some around. Oh. Mm. Um. There is something south of here that a friendly ghost tried to peer in and, and got tossed out. We may have found the entrance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my telekinesis just to kind of prod the wall again to see if it'll open. Now that I've used knock, I don't know. Was his name Casper? I was going to say, I think yeah. that's going to be a plot point right there, right? right? I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just had to. Well, he was definitely a friendly ghost. It was very we'll friendly. We'll say Casper with a K. Yeah. Sure. sure. Casper with a K. <laughs> At which point, almost without any sound um, behind Dermida, a voice, uh, uh, you can now see this quite large um, uh undead deva that you have fit seen before step up behind her and standing oh yelfen casper the stuttering ghost and maybe a lisp hey you know i i've got four voices and that's one of them all right um hi darmita's mom <laughs> such funny fan art I everyone's here then huh somebody on the ceiling right. everybody talking and like <laughs> just like hi darmita hi Valerie. Hi, Darmita's mom. <laughs> like, and nobody blinks at this. It's just like, yeah. It's another oh, day yeah. in D&D land. Um, uh, Nishida looks at you and her, un, like, 
her, she's really hard to read. Her eyes are like grotesque, like white, with like the pupils are, yeah, they're they're almost a brighter shade of white. It's, but not like a good white, like a sickly, like she should be blind kind of white. And yet she takes it all in and she's looking at us, at you all, and she she gives you a slight nod and turns to Nishida and says in Celestial. So these are your friends. Good. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird, that, <laughs> but I have friends. They've looked out for me. That is good. You're going to need them. I trust them. At this point, um, Nishida looks over to past Valerie, and you can see this ghost kind of hovering there, the one that was helping um, uh, Fenris before. And she looks at him and says, Lieutenant Casper, I see you are not free to march. They are trying to free them. Free all of you. Uh, uh, it, it, yes, ma'am. I didn't have the ghost voice, but you got it. All right. <clears throat> Telekinesis moved the wall. Uh, go ahead and do uh, an investigation check for me. Okie dokie. Let's. Get rolling so terrible. Let's see. Landon Shida. 15. I'm trying to. I think they're past here, but. Not bad. Well, Finally a decent roll. I'm trying to not disrespect any of the dead. That is wise. Oh. <laughs> It's about being wise. It's about trying to be respectful. You seem somewhat familiar. Thank you. All right, so um, 15. Okay, so you give this push, and there's a, a little creaking sound, and a couple of stones go... You get a sense of some motion. You're like, oh, it's going to go. It's going to go. You keep pushing? Yeah, if it's working. Like nice. if I, so if I... And the whole back wall behind this casket starts to just pinion back. And as as it does, the top yes. of the, the casket, which was leaning against it, starts to go. Boom. And uh, the casket kind of shifts a little bit, and the rose just and flops off. Can I try to, like, gets kicked up. I don't know, catch the casket before it fell? Like, um, if the back wall behind it was moving? You you do see this going on. You were busy talking to uh, Nishida. Which is probably a terrible turn. idea. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, wait, and you dive. Make a dexterity <laughs> saving. Uh, make a dexterity. Can I make athletics? Uh, if you can make the dexterity saving throw to get it in time, then you're going to have to roll athletics to actually hold it. I mean, it's a right. it's an iron casket. This thing is heavy. Wish me luck. Five. Five. No dice. You're just like, not dexter. <laughs> Boom. And again, for the second time, this huge sound. Uh, now, it takes a few seconds for the dust to clear, and you now see an open entryway um, right in through here. And uh, and it extends beyond. You've you've discovered a hidden room, and there is an yes. ever slight shimmer right at the threshold of the door, where the dust kind of clings and then passes through. 
um, you get this impression that there was something there and still something there, uh, just a magical field of some kind in front, similar to the one you saw in the other entrance at the other hidden chamber. Um, but I couldn't detect it, right? No, unfortunately not. Can I detect it, it, it was now? behind the stone. You can see it now. Right, you, that you, makes you sense. Yeah, there's like a... I don't know how long. It's like a meter of stone or something. Absolutely. And this large um, casket has now fallen and it is, uh, it, it's now taking it. You'd have to step over it to get into the room. It's, it's basically blocking most of the door. How uh, can I hover over it though? Yeah, you certainly can. I will. Okay. So uh, you go ahead and move yourself into the room. As you're going over, you, you're like <sighs> kind of brushing the dust away from your face and uh, and you look down and you see that the single rose has been tossed into the middle of the room a little ways uh, where it just loosely fell. And you see a little black crack along the edge of the casket as it starts to shift. And you see these fingers come up through the hole in the casket and just start shoving it to the side. Careful. There's undead that might attack. I'm still up top though, right? I'm not landing down. Uh, like I'm along yeah, the you're still right on the ceiling. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do? Henry? Start to like sing a like lullaby, basically, just like. All right, return to rest. Sorry to disturb your sleep, and I just go into this like weird lullaby. So you do that as the casket just starts to uh-huh. lift, and it's weird. It only opens a little bit, and then the hand that was pushing it just phases right through it, and then this thing yeah. goes out of there it's like shadow incarnate it's it's wrapped in it's really hard to describe it's essentially you see a single wraith step out of the darkness within the uh within its long in um contained tomb as this wraith steps in it does not look friendly yeah it doesn't react at all to my words it is beyond and actually, you even hear um, Nishida say, Unfortunately, it is beyond words. All right. Um, go ahead and roll initiative. Ew. I suppose I should look up the stats for a wraith. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we fought them before. Yeah. No problem. So, yes. so, so how do we do this fighting thing again? It's been a it's while. Been a, this is the uh, we talk fight. to them until they stop. <laughs> that is the Henderson Penderson way. All right, uh, what'd you get for initiative, everybody? Twenty-two. Fourteen. Twenty. Nice, nice, nice. A couple of real high ones. Okay. Uh, let me just grab a fresh piece. Uh, hen twenty. Uh, hen fourteen. No, no twenty. Oh, Falluri. twenty. Falluri twenty. No, Falluri. Falluri fourteen. Henrietta twenty. Darmida twenty-two. Yeah, it's the opposite of what you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fenris twenty-one. Fenris twenty-one. I'll just let you guys go first and assess the situation. <laughs> All right. Um, Darmida, you see this thing step out of the crypt, uh, out of its um, casket in front of you, and it, it looks angry. And, and it is now standing over Henrietta, who is just uh, half uh, crouched down, 
Uh, you can see past Henrietta, but you'd have to kind of scoot around her to see. Or you can just take shots and hope you don't hit her. Um. This, yeah, it's me. Um, it's you. Yeah. Gloomstalker Ranger. So. It's your bag. But hey, yeah, exactly. You said that Henrietta's bent over, though. She was somewhat crouched down. So would I see over her to see him? Oh yeah, it's hovering about a foot off the ground. It's it's legs yeah. kind of disappearing in wisps. It's you see oh, remnants hell yeah. of armor and like skeletal arms and fingers. It's, it's just reaching out towards Henrietta. So my my uh I'm just checking. My hunter's mark would still be up because it's eight hours. Mm -hmm. So I will bonus action hunter's mark. And I'm going to be like, because I heard my mother say there he's beyond talking. It's yeah, beyond absolutely. talking. Yeah. All right. So I'm not even going to waste any words on this. I'm just going to actually try to take it Hunter's out. Mark does have a verbal component. It would be something that you learned uh, growing up amongst brigands and so on. So what what is it you say? You can think about that another time, but you do have a verbal component to that if you want. Or you can give it over to I, the internet. I know, I know that we've talked about it before. It can be just um, whispered. That's fine. But it does have a verbal component. I No, because remember when Dar I can't remember what character you were playing, Darcy, but we were in the um cavern and okay. uh you were being held hostage with your brother your brother had been killed okay and i can't remember what it was like uh what kind of creature it, she was but you i asked you if i could do the hunter's mark under my breath and you can do it under your and breath and i sure, said something at something. that time uh, and I didn't remember tape. what it was now. I well, certainly don't remember either. One of the things interesting slightly. is that, like, I feel like your Hunter's Mark casting is probably very, like, this is the quilling up the energy to Hunter's Mark, and then thereafter, you're not actually casting it, right? You're just reassigning targets. Exactly. Then it's fine. Uh, right. Like, but it's almost like yeah. a little quiet... Uh, you know how snipers have a have a quiet, like, Mantra, breathe out, yeah. breathe in, half exhale, hold it, release, that kind yeah. of thing? Uh, anyway, um, you're, you can... At any rate, I'm gonna, you know, unleash holy hell on this thing. Um, I'm just gonna... Th to hit, you definitely hit. I'm just gonna throw them all. 19 hits. Um, and 16 hits. Uh, oh, so it does hit? Yeah. Okay, then, then I don't have to, uh, do my thing. And I'm going to do three D6 on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so far you're at 27 plus 14. <laughs> What's that, 41? Yeah. 41 damage. It's just, you get this brief instant where you look back at your mom, and she's just standing there passively watching as the, like, she's she's Celestial Army, so she's just kind of watching to see what you can do. And you're just like, yeah. Wham, wham, wham! And it's just like, there's even, you almost delay too long as you're like trying to think of that. And then you see her kind of look 
almost worried for a second and then it's just like three arrows just tearing through this thing and they drag for a second as they hit it and then just pass through um and one of them clings into it for a little longer than the others doing some serious damage all right next up um uh, fenris what was your initiative again 21 okay fenris it's you you are in the room uh, there's mist on the grounds, obscuring probably the last foot at the bottom. Uh, I'm not too worried about the wraith because Henry, uh, you can hear just... the bow twanging. Yeah, and there's like it's it's one wraith surrounded a whole, by a, a whole bunch of my team. But when I see into the room, do I see the contracts? Um, they were in the bottom little bit so if you wanted to use your telekinesis to kind of brush aside the the mist um then you as you do that or or mage hand either one um and as you do that you see all these uh, little linen kind of uh strips of linen like strips of old parchment with these fine etchings in a reddish coppery uh ink all the entire floor is just filled with these. Uh, and now there's little edges where it's not, and you see this large pentagram etched in the floor in this extremely dark blood of some kind. So, it's very okay, much like the room you saw before. Uh, this would be the other uh, cache of contracts. But just like the other room, then I'm going to just start lighting them, lighting them up. I love how you're just on the ceiling, just like <laughs> fire, fireball. Yeah. Not ball, right? You can just cast no, fireball not, if you want to. I, I could. That would really hurt. No, <laughs> it's okay. I just like to give you enough options to roast yourself. All right, so you begin lighting fireball, uh, fire bolts, and flinging them at the floor. The parchment begins to crackle. It's so dry in here. All right, uh, back to uh, next up uh, is uh, what's your dexterity, Henrietta? Uh, low. Okay. Something uh, the, the wraith low. I don't goes know. next. Go for it. All right, so <clears throat> the wraith attempts to, um, gr- like, reach its arms out towards Henrietta. I mm-hmm. need you to, uh, well, hold on. We'll see if it even hits you. I'm rolling with these dice tonight, apparently. Whoa, rolled an 18. Uh, so that is going to be a 24. Does 24 hit your AC? Um... Can I use? Can I use cutting words on a wraith? Sure. That's a thing I have, even though you've like never seen me do it. Yeah, you could totally use cutting words. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your uh, inspiration die. And, uh... So I'm guessing 24 would hit, as it just comes up. You don't even have a chance to get your shield up as this hand. Right. And I don't want to say something like, uh, "What exactly? What would I say?" It's something like. <sighs> It's probably not like you suck like most bards do. It's more like stand down. You don't need to do this. Like something like that. Like weirdly, yeah. <laughs> you are out um, of line, soldier. <laughs> you know, actually, maybe I go into the like a military angle. Like I have military training, even though you don't see me yeah. do that kind of stuff. Right. All right. Paladin so go ahead and roll your uh, roll your bardic like inspiration. Uh, what is my bardic inspiration? It's like a D six probably because I don't because I'm multi class. It's probably true. 
I'm just going to do that for Yeah, I should find it, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should find that. Okay. <sighs> As it's reaching towards you, it will hit you unless you do this, I imagine. Um, so yeah, we'll figure totally we're well. going to have to resolve this in a second. Uh, coming up next, though, is Henrietta's turn. This person dies a D8 Valerie. fifth. I think I'm fifth. Okay, I? so yeah, roll a D8. I am fifth paladin, sixth bard. Okay. And I'll just roll it over here. Eight. Eight. That, that brings it down to 16. Does 16 hit your AC? It's not. Yeah. Got a shout out to the uh, storytelling gods for that music note. That was not me. That's fun. I love it when that happens. <laughs> All right. So as yeah, as so like I like I rise to my feet. It's like stand down, soldier. You're out of line. And um, and it it looks like it's gonna keep going. And then you mutter the word for light in celestial, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, I'm rising, raising my shield at the same time, probably. Oh man, that was that was pretty clutch because it was about to do like twenty four damage and steal your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> raises are yeah, they're no joke. Yeah, that, that would have been fun. All right, all right. Uh, next up is uh, uh, Henrietta. What do you want to do? Yeah, what was your reaction? I step forward. Now that they're like right up in my face, this is good. I was wondering if I was gonna have to like walk over their tomb, and I don't want to. And I try to like put my hand on its shoulder. Which I know is like doesn't exist. I like sort of like phase through it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Do I manage to do that? Uh, it is a ama- well. What are you trying to do? What I want to do is I want to just like look at it and be like, be at rest. And I just want to do the divine smite. I don't want to attack. I want to just touch it. Okay, I, uh, I'll I'll do this as an unarmed combat just to see if you can actually do it without the hand being slapped away or something. So okay, roll do you want me to make like a normal like attack? Just a roll? regular attack with all your bonuses. Alright. Where's my normal attack? My normal attack is... I mean, it's just like a strength with the... It is looking pretty wrecked up. Those arrows did right, a I'll do it as damage. a strength save because that should be the same thing. Sure, or grapple. Natural it, it 20. the same as a grapple. Nice. Well, grapple is different because it's athletics check. That's true, um, but... Um, so and grapple is a plus 12. Contact. It's a big uh, deal. Yeah. You make contact with its shoulder. It, it phases through a bunch of wispy stuff and just tugs a little bit. And then you find a shoulder and it feels remarkably human. And you look it in the eye. And what do you say again? Be at rest. Go ahead like, and roll your divine just... smite dice. Yeah. Um, are we going to respect that at 20? <laughs> yes, I double these you dice? can double those dice. All right, I was just because you're doing a melee. I'm gonna do it for flavor. Mean, I know yeah. I don't need this much damage, probably. But I'll do it for flavor. I'm gonna use a double four to mine find smite, which is actually does it max out? I think it might max out actually. There a maximum uh, divine smite damage. Extra two d six to a maximum of five d eight. Yeah, not d eight, not d six d eight. The extra damage is two d eight for first level slot plus one d eight for each higher to a maximum of five d eight. Too. And you're doing this at, at 5d8? Yeah, it's 5d8, nice. but it's an extra d8 because they're undead. Alright, so, so roll 6d8 and double the results and add 2 on top, just for fun. Just for fun. Mechanically, I'm treating it a bit like a punch. I know you didn't actually intend to do harm or anything. Right. But mechanically, um, I think I want to reward that. Slash, roll... Valerie, 68. No, we decided. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. 68. Uh, I don't think it's 29. Um, and yep. I mean, you like to double the result. I usually double the dice because that's, you know, the rules in the book. Yeah. Um, but whichever, like it doesn't have that much health, right? Uh, it's, yeah, it doesn't have too much. I don't know what, um, did you add any modifiers to that or no? That's just straight. I didn't. That's all. just the divine my damage. Oh, nice. No okay. Yeah. So double change. that. So that'd be, um, uh, the, what is that? Third, uh, 60 minus two. Four, so, uh, <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just want this, like, very, like, solemn, like, you're, I'm, I'm sending you to rest situation, right? I put my hand on their shoulder. You feel that it's actually remarkably, it's cold shoulder, but it's, mm. it is almost like you were gripping this real soul. You reach back before its curse, back through time, and you just make contact with the being that it once was and tell it to be at rest, and it just looks you in the eye and it's, it's seen the worst things and done some of the worst things you've ever considered. And this voice just leaves it. It's half sigh of relief and half scream of agony as it I don't calls punch it. it or hit it with a nope. sword. It's, it's, just, it's just super radiant delicate. energy. It's just like, <sighs> and it's just taking it home. <sighs> And it just crumples, just to ash and mist on the floor. And there's like a beat where I have this like, I'm holding my breath. And I just like collapse and start to cry. Anyone who happens to notice, uh, Henrietta, you don't see this, but Nishida's mouth almost drops. And then she recovers herself. We're that Slide good. <laughs> that's what Valerie says for, for Valerie's turn. Well, I um, guess that's the only action I could take. Uh, the ra the rates is taken care of. All right. Um, anything else? All right. So you see the flickering of flames, and uh, Fenris. If you stick around in that room for too much longer, you're going to start to have problems with smoke inhalation. Uh, Valerie, no, that's okay. You glance around. There's just that ghost behind you. It backs up like <laughs> Lieutenant Casper's like we're good we're good <laughs> and actually Valerie as you're turning to look for any targets as Fenris floats out um, out of the room you see the ghost in front of you start to the bottom of it just catches on fire starts burning upwards with this flame that doesn't seem to touch anything else except the ghost itself it doesn't burn it away but you see it on fire just a little flicker and then it just the ash it kind of gets to about um it kind of passes over it and then the ghost is still there and it just turns as though it's been called over to a different direction and it goes to take a half step that way and then it just pauses for a second and looks back at you all making eye contact with all of you Valerie especially right there Fenris, and then finally back to the others, and then locks eyes with Nishida. And you can hear Nishida say, Addies. Go. And it turns and just off through the wall in the same direction as all the others. Alright. Hmm. You've so done a great what do we service do next? 
We're not quite done here. The, the stells. We must strike the names from the stells, and that will dismiss all of my troops imprisoned here in hell. And whatever it is that I can do to help you, even at the cost of my own soul, or that which binds me here, I am yours in thanks. Not only for letting me see my daughter, but also the service you've done those who have who have served me all these years. Thank you. Are you um when we first came in here, and I, and I think I, this is probably the first time I've seen, really seen Darmida, like, that she returned, right? Because I could just kind of had glanced over earlier and see that now that she's de-aged. Yes. And I'll ask uh, Nishida, when we first came in here, um, we were attacked and aged, and Darmida was aged the most, but... Henrietta and I have also been affected, and because I, I noticed that I've been aged a bit, are you able to reverse that? Again, you said you you were all attacked and aged, all of you, or just three of us? Myself, Henrietta, and Darvita. I can assist. All right. So she um, she offers to lead you at this point and and take you directly to where you need to go. Um, sure. You you end up walking kind of uh, back the way you came. Sorry, as you're walking, feel free to talk. Can you please like, place yourselves I've into been this room? On my knees, crying. I stand up as Nishida goes to lead us and I say Nishida be be honest with me if, it, if this soul had been freed would it have made any difference the hells were corrupt the living and the dead some are beyond redemption but not all. It's difficult to tell. But sometimes I must try. I appreciate you trying. I really do. Thank you. It's good to see you trying too. Well, I now have a reason to try, don't I? must be agony every second pushing against your contracts stay strong let's just say if the full attention of the shall we say contract keeper were to fall upon me I would be useless to you but you have proven yourselves and I will do whatever it is I can can I ask you one? I've asked so much already. Can I ask you a favor? A service. Though I have no right to do so. Name what it is. And then in I don't your make... head. 
you hear her voice, un unmuttering, uh, uh, like uh, not aloud, as you're walking through, and she says, Can you please try to get my daughter out of here? I don't want her to suffer the same fate that I suffered. I'll do my level best. There are many souls I'm trying to get out of here. And I fear I've taken on too many. But I will try for every single one of them. Some will be well worth your effort. But know this. Some are so corrupted that they deserve this place and it deserves them. Perhaps even mine. Right about now you reach the um, the large room with all the burial stells, the large stone glyph encased uh, with all the etchings of the soldier names. Uh, around the four stones as you walk in flicking in and out of existence in and out of visibility as you walk through the temperature in this room is sub-zero it is freezing the air is frost any moisture it's slick on the ground because of the moisture has now turned to ice lining the walls and rows and rows all through like terracotta soldiers standing ethereally um, some of them visible at different points, some of them still invisible, but you feel their presence as you walk into the room. There is every last soldier that followed um, Zeriel, or almost every last soldier who followed Zeriel and Nishida into hell, who stayed. Their souls bound here, and they just fill this room. You almost have to like press shoulder to shoulder, and every once in a while you pass through one and your arm goes numb. This whole room is lined with ghosts, and they are all standing at attention as you walk in. And Nishida turns around, and you see the her eyes are... She doesn't show a lot of emotion, but you see these trails of black tears just pouring down her face. Um, but her she does, she's unaware other than that that she has is weeping. Um, as you walk in, and they all the, the ghosts snap to attention and salute uh, as you enter. Okay. Game time, guys. And... Um, we are prevented from touching them. And she points to the stells. The names must be struck. From stone, from ink, from blood, from parchment, the names must be struck from this place, and then they will be free. Can I walk over to the one with her name on it? Um, do a perception check. Because when we were in here the first time, mm -hmm. oh, actually, you did find it. Yes, it's we right... did see it. Yeah, it yeah. Is, yeah, it's it this right one at... here. Yeah, it's the yeah. far end, and you you, you yeah. walk up to it. Yeah. And I position to begin start destroying. Sure, you 
you kind of. However, we're gonna do that. I, I guess say, we what should figure that part right out. Now? I mean, telekinesis might do um, a number on it. Valerie, you got monk yeah. punch. I do. Got my claws too. Yeah, I'm just gonna use telekinesis to start striking names. All right. So you start at the far end there, um, uh, Fenris, and this one just the the. It comes off kind of one stone face at a time, but it is a lot. Go ahead and roll a uh, 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 roll an ability check as though uh, it was an attack with telekinesis. Uh, what do you want to be doing, Henrietta, as everybody just starts <laughs> piling on here? Henrietta kneels before the cells, probably in that sort of centralized location because there's four of them, um, and draws the mace that she carries at her hip. Uh, so she's kneeling, she has that in front of her, two hands on it, and uh, starts to pray. Mm -hmm. um, now, I believe this weapon is technically magical. It is. And I've never officially attuned to it, and attuning officially takes an hour, but it's been on your this is sort of symbolically attuning yeah. to this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I attune to this and try to channel um, sacred weapon through it. Nice. Um, Right. Does that paladin? Does she do I have that? Because I guess I don't, do I? Because that is based on my channel divinity, which I don't have available right now. I'd have to take a rest to do that. So, well, you can true. still use it to smash up stuff. Yeah, I can. So I guess it's more of a symbolic religious prayer. Um, right. Let's see if I do have any buff though. And Dermita, do you, you have know, any for the that could symbolic hurt stones? It. Or are you going to be shooting I... arrows? No, no, I actually... <laughs> Garmita's a smart little cookie. She has a crowbar and a short sword. You Very also good. have one other thing. You have a massive maul. I do? Someone's gonna have that, right? You brought it back I'm looking... when you found out about Ben Coom. You tied it off. Oh, fuck, I do. Right. That's right. Really Sorry, good. internet. <laughs> All good. So I have. And, yeah. I will. Yeah, I'll use Ben Coom small. All right. I, with my prayer, as I sort of look at this mace and, and dedicate myself to doing my work, I'm going to cast bless on everyone. Nice. There is a pulse. I am light. blessing this act of. Well was uh, what does bless do again? It gives you combat D4. bonuses. This isn't combat; it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's D four. All right, so uh, everybody, go ahead and make um, make your attack rolls on on these stells, and tell me what um, which one you're going to be going after first. We're not going to be pounding them all down. This is more just symbolic, like how quickly this goes. Um, yeah, I'll bring up the official rules on bless then. No, it's my that one. Yeah. But, my question yeah. is, what I don't know much about Ben Coombs Mall. It, oh, I believe it was a 2d6 plus uh, strength mod, and then it would be a plus... I forget if it was plus one or plus two. It might have been plus two. I don't remember. It, it might have been um, plus two. It was a pretty beefy mole. Hold on. I have... What am I talking about? You know, his stats? I have his stats. Nice. Okay, so you've got... I still good. have his character And also, I love, the, I love the symmetry of that. You just pull this out. You're like, oh, there it is. Pull it it's out of plus the bag one. of holding. And you just heft this thing all right you can barely lift it like it's a bit it's yeah. big but you it is two-handed can obviously. i go ahead can i just roll it out of his 
she. Yeah. So be, since it's not in mine. Didn't know we still had a bag of holding. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But anyway, you've got it somewhere. <laughs> Twenty-three. All right. It's been hidden under a cloak between her wings, not on a rope. She's, she I mean, presumably your strength isn't as good as uh, yeah, Ben Goob's was, but yeah, that's know. okay. It's twenty-three, just, still pretty 23 big. Twenty-three is a heck of a roll. That was, that was great. <laughs> yeah. What did you roll? You rolled yeah. fifteen plus bunches. You wouldn't have the plus four. What's your uh, do you, what's your strength? Just yeah, in case no. you actually do this. Yeah, this actually, I should make this a weapon of mine. Hold on. Yeah. Anyway, so while you're doing that, you roll real well, Darcy. Uh, all right, nice, 16. Yep, you're definitely just... You smack this thing, and there's this jolt down your arm. It has been a long time since you hit something. Uh, you've been doing a lot of work without actually having to strike things, but... Yeah, this is more this of is like labor, this is combat. Yeah. You're just smashing, and as you smash it, you see rows of these ghosts just disappear as you strike many names with a single strike. The, the thinner surface stone getting shattered and crumbling to dust almost eagerly to release these souls. It's like you swing and boom! That whole group over there, five go smash! Someone, like another group of five over there disappear. Um, Fenris outstretches his hand and just makes a fist and the telekinesis just goes and one of the entire stells, all of the outer layers of stone just go and like half the room just disappears all saluting and just out out from vision. Um, Valerie, what are you doing? So, are we hitting for uh, to hit, or are we hitting for damage only? Uh, I'm mean, rolling you're for stone. You're not going to end up ro- actually rolling the damage, but you're you're trying to uh, impact the stone and just so roll for a hit. Layer. Yep. All right. So, so I use my town strike then. Yeah. You just take your wraps on your fists to protect your knuckles and you just smash and you just start to just wailing on these things kicks and punches every single hit like wipes out five more names and five more ghosts just disappear from this plane of existence off to a much more peaceful realm Darmida you eyeball your yep. mother's name is that where you're aiming first? so sure um but uh so i have a negative one for my strength nice. that's okay but i had a plus one on the weapon yep so that's we'll just a straight d20 roll yeah i love it it's just a straight d20 well it's roll. your proficiency right so it'd be um, assuming you have proficiency maybe in roll weapons plus three. Good. you're a ranger yeah so. yeah yeah you, you're so it's not optimal, so that, but it is it's fine it you've got roll plus three is that what you uh, would end up doing? I'm yeah, I think it's just four less from what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a you, 19. You've got a 19. It's totally fine. I just want to see how well you smash this thing up. Um, and oh, you okay. are aiming for your mother's, or are you aiming for other soldiers' names? Um, I know my mother's hasn't been released yet. I know that he has hers somewhere else. Interesting point of order. You you still like this as you grip this maul, this flash of anger and almost this echo of like, oh, the things that this is, the things that this has smashed. 
and you just go <gasps> before you even think about it. And it's like a good solid hit as you slam this into this stone, your mother's name, and a yeah. bunch of others around it crumb, crack and crumble and fall away, the little bits of stone hitting the ground and just gone. Your mother's name, it almost resists with this weird kind of, um, it, it reverberates, and it for a second you think you've smashed it and you pull them all back, and the name is there, untouched, unbroken. Names near it are yeah. dust, but her name cannot be struck from this stone. That's what I figured. Um, yeah. And I'm at that, when I realize that, I just get angrier and I just start hauling on it. And with it's, every it's single thing, nice. I put my hunter's mark on it and I just start <laughs> freaking ballistic. Like, you just channel your own little Van Coom right there. And, um, and for a second, I rage. After the first hit, yeah, you do. Um, for a second after that first hit, you see Nishida almost say like, "It's all right." I, as <laughs> you're just like, <sighs> you're just a wrecking ball, and like ghost after ghost. Just after the next couple of minutes, the last of those soldier ghosts fade away, and it's at that point. Um, did I just delete Darmita's mom? I didn't mean to delete Darmita's mom. Um, she no longer has it going on. No. Well, no, she's still there. <laughs> um, and the last of them, just by kismet, um, the, to disappear is, is Le Lieutenant Casper. And uh, and he's standing right next to Valerie and the rest of you as you kind of take a breather. You just wreck this room. You just you just rage roomed this place. And there's bits and stone all over the place. And like you're all just like yes. And this and Lef Lieutenant Casper is standing there and looks at you and um and uh, Hen uh, Fenris actually. You're the last one. You see the last name just sitting there. And you just reach over to go uh, and do that one. And he looks up at the, all of you and says. Thank you. But remember, we're not the last ghosts in this place. There are those here who need your help. And he looks almost pointedly back to the entryway. And you see in the darkness here, um, as you're all just kind of panting heavily and, and uh, even the mummies have now crumpled to dust, and there's just this I was wondering about that. little, little wispy ethereal figure here. Your invisibility vision has has faded now, um, no. after all this time there, Fenris. But all of you can now see. There's this small, um, human-looking male, um, bald head, little beard, uh, familiar eyes, just sit, no. just kind of standing there. Legs fading away to wisp like so many of these ghosts. You see Lulu floating in this entryway. Or rather, you see the ghost of Lulu floating in this entryway. And he kind of smiles and says, Oh, uh, hell, good. I see that you're looking much better, Darmida. You seem to have aged much better than I have. 
judging by you all like, what the fuck? Falareed like looks back in this room and just bamps back, and the rest of you kind of look through and and uh, and you walk past the ghost of Lulu hovering in the hall and crumpled between two of these urns in the battle when the ghost did its frightful pulse and hit everyone in the room. You weren't the only one who failed a death, uh, failed a save, and lost decades. But all of you could afford to lose decades. Uh, speak Lulu, for yourself. in human form, could not. You do see Lulu's body, right there. Um. Valerie, that whole time you were talking what... to Lulu's ghost form, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Did they revert to a holocaust? Wait a minute. When they died? Wait a minute, because because I thought my mother and I were, like, because I said, here's Lulu. I she thought we had a Lulu. conversation. I don't think so. I could be wrong, should... but I'm pretty I... sure Lulu got hit by that pulse. I was certain and he 4. walked 5 in. is a lot of decades to lose. Am I right, Yelfin? Yeah, As but a, I was certain. Lulu is, when transformed, oh. is human form. He gave up his celestial nature when he cast off his wings. I mean, he does have holy fan form as well. Anyway, I think no, that, when you die, usually you revert to your natural form. So I was wondering if his body is uh, his holy body. Fan. Uh, yeah, body will be holy fan. Okay. Anyway, I'll let you guys think about that while we go and take our break. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that'll wow. be our break. Thanks, everybody. I always love making you make that face. And thank you, Yaofen. 4.5 decades is a lot of decades. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back in, what do you guys need, 15? 10, 15? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in uh, just a little bit. I've spent, like, months protecting him. <laughs> Yeah, I'll right back. <laughs> the problem with this is that we would have noticed earlier, right? That's that's yeah. that's, the, that's the harsh part. Not that he's dead. You guys were fighting ghosts, and then you were distracted. I mean, we weren't, right? Like we didn't. Well, you did talk them down, and and it's just the just where they crumbled. I was like, what happened? Uh, oh, were they in that room? Oh, oh no. Anyway, we can we can talk about this later. Maybe uh, we'll figure this out. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's good. It just. You know, it's weird that it would happen, but we wouldn't notice till now. That's fair. All right, well, whatever. You had ghost in your eye. All right, thanks <laughs> Thanks for playing, everybody. I just want to remind... Uh, in, no, that's not the button. That is not the button that I want. Internet, uh, we're just going to take a little break now. Uh, thanks for watching and listening, and uh, we'll be back in about 15 minutes. I will say this, though. Don't forget, we always love to hear episode title names, and uh, we'll <laughs> see what they come up with next. As they wander these um, now less hollowed halls, uh, more hollowed? I don't know. We're taking a break. We'll be back in 15. Cheers. I believe we are <sighs> back on the audio. Welcome back. Hey, Grimdor, welcome to this. Uh, welcome to the game. And also, uh, Bella McPherson. I wonder who that is. Uh, and Yelfin. Uh, oh, nice. Yelfin. Uh, I do see your suggestions. Let me just come on. 
of this thing. We'll jump back to the group for a sec. Doing some table talk early. All right. Um, and Yaofen's suggestions for episode titles. Thank you. Casper, oh, Casper the Stuttering Ghost could be actually a title. Episode title, Don't sh don't Snort the Ashes. Mommy Dearest of the Not-So-Hallowed Halls. Um, <laughs> I saw Darmida smashing. Uh, I don't know. I was just making that one up. Stells in Halls. No, that doesn't quite work. Uh, anyway, but welcome back to the stream, and uh, thanks for joining. So I think I may have uh, incited the rage of my players here a little bit. I We may have to go to the tape, but here's my... If, if from a story perspective, here's what kind of happens, all right? Sure, so, yeah. Um, what I suspect happened, and I'm willing to entertain other ideas, but how I kind of saw it all going down is you guys met the ghost, you got the pulse of, like, Ooh, rage uh, of um, aging energy just siphoned out of most. I think everyone in that room at the time was struck everyone by everyone got hit. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, at that time, Lulu was with you. He had followed you in, uh, and I did. That was part of it. And then that went down, and we kind of lost track of where where Lulu was. I did too, admittedly. And then I was thinking about that. I was like, Oh, where did Lulu go? And I was like, Oh, I hope he wasn't. Oh no. So. All of you, uh, for those who missed that episode, a ghost uh, did their big frightening presence and uh, they aged anyone who failed a saving throw uh, by a D4 decades. And uh, Darmida rolled a 4. So she went from 20-something to 60-something in an instant. Yeah. Uh, which we dealt with last episode. Now she is a spry... 66. Yeah, 66. So now you're a sprightly 26 again or something like that. Uh, and then uh, Gordon is still aged... Uh, I think you only rolled a low number, though. Yeah, I only yeah. aged 10 years. So but now that's a one. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. Uh, Henrietta also rolled a one and aged 10 years. So she, she's probably in her like old, late 20s, early 30s now? Something like that? One of my 30s, yeah. Yeah. And fortunately for Fallery, really fortunate for Fallery, Fallery was not in the room at the time. Nope. Dude, I, I was unaware <laughs> of how Aerocrocra age. <laughs> <laughs> Still a spry chicken, man. Yeah. Still a spry chicken. Who's a pretty bird? You're a pretty bird. I'm a pretty bird. <laughs> You're still a pretty bird, and not a dead. <laughs> you just find Fatterie in the corner with her legs up on her back. Oh, now I yeah, my yeah, she, she's actually an egg. So Valerie uh, would yeah. definitely not have handled that well. So I'm glad. I'm glad for that. I'm glad you were away that day. I don't say that. Uh, because I'm mean to you, though. But anyway, uh, so what I picture happening uh, is kind of cut to uh, the pulse of the necrotic energy and the, the life draining. And you see Lulu, as everyone else kind of gets ready and Henrietta steps forward and does begins talking and, and Nishida and the ghosts start conversing and Lulu's kind of looking around a, a few steps back at that moment and just kind of nodding and hoping uh, you can kind of see Lulu, uh, the old man form, looking towards uh, uh, Dermida sorry I misspoke, uh, Dermida and kind of nodding and just doesn't feel good, you can kind of see a sheen of sweat, suddenly aged by four and a half decades and the body isn't taking not instant death, but just not taking it well and um, and just kind of gasping for breath and, and kind of Anytime the party kind of looked over and Fenris kind of looked over at one point and Lulu's like, what is this? I keep going. 
and just kind of, as the rest of you went on about your business, Lulu tried to follow for a few steps and then clumped against the side and just tried to call out, but the voice catches in the throat, clutching at the arm and slumps to the ground and the, the blink fade out of the, of the vision as the rest of you uh, continue on and and uh, and, uh, and that was what I kind of pictured happening. I don't know if that uh, squares with what you guys imagined. I think this that could have been amazing is the problem, right? Like, that could have been so good and just it begs the question of how long passed before Darmida noticed and why was it not half a minute you know <laughs> like she's so protective of him that's but fair. i think it's way more interesting beyond comprehension protective i mean i'm just thinking back to when we first met oh yeah him yeah. in the ruins and they were ready like all of them were ready and i don't remember who you were playing at that time it wasn't hen i think it was felice i think felice when we was, first met when um, we first met Lulu. i believe i was um oh no you were playing um the half orc what's the, the hooded, name? Oh, yes was it craig oh yeah craig. um craig. craig craig yes thank you craig yeah and craig is who i was referring to earlier by the way as yeah. well um but they all wanted to, with the exception of Craig, uh, who was in the somewhere else. <laughs> Completely um, went somewhere Craig else. During a somewhere. Three ogres on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, they wanted to kill him. And, mm. and she became fiercely uh, protective of him at that moment. And, has and been ever since. I just. So that's. I, I just. So, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe she would yeah, not have noticed. So, something. you were very distracted once Nishiga came on scene, so that's kind of understandable. However... Okay. Also, but before that... Before that, when you're investigating the rooms and looking around, you kind of looked around at one point, and you looked up, and you could see... Lulu. This place is a home for ghosts. And Lulu... Lulu served. And in fact, um, well, we'll see what happens. But um, you get, you did see Lulu after the body fell. But, you know, Yoda projection style, still present. And Fallery even interacted with the ghost, thinking it was just Lulu guiding through. So Lulu's ghost is still here. That that is somewhat believable. That and, and without a solid like we a light just source, never look. saw the body. We kept going. Yeah, that's that's, that's Lulu there. Um, were they able to walk around the whole place with us, or um, most of the way? Did they stick to like around their body? Not too far from, but mostly, I mean, within about fifty feet of where Lulu fell, you haven't left that except when you went to the very far room. We were all busy right. um, rushing over there because of no uh, casting knock and so on. Which yeah. was fun, by the way. I like that moment. I think, right, so I think, I think that's a believable one. I I'm, I'm, that, I'm okay that, with that. The uh, alternate I was going to propose is that we oh, just yeah. flash back to it and be like, we would have dealt with it then and everything else probably wouldn't have changed. I, but I, like the I do, I do like, like your suggestion. Wait, 
what? <laughs> but if you guys wanted to, I'm I'm not uh, I, I I'm not uh, stuck in stone with that. I just thought it, uh, it would tie up something that I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. Also, I guess it's like, maybe a question I would have is, did I see Lulu at all before? Before, like after he died? Uh, you probably would have, yeah, with your invisibility vision. And I. But I wouldn't have noticed that he was a ghost with Amongst all of or... the people here, you would probably be the least likely to notice it was a ghost. Because to you, Maybe. it looks most uh, solid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I will oh. get you to do is, can I get all of you um, to do a retroactive perception check? <laughs> Let's do it. Six. Twenty-two, my Six. friend. Twenty-two. Come on, nice. I, I better not beef this. Twenty-three. Come on. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be why Darmina saw nothing. Absolutely. And also, when this particular perception check happened, I believe you had literally embraced a rage. To place it in time. So, this is back to the smashing of the stells. Just a few minutes prior to this revelation. Um, I believe Valerie or Gordon. Oh, it was actually Gordon by a hair. And that was actually because, like, you've been crunching stuff with telekinesis, and Valerie's been busy just unloading on these stones, uh, monk style. And Valerie and you both arrive at this one stell to, like, smash it up, and you look at each other and you're like, after you, you uh, mm. um, and then you uh, by all means, sir. No. And so when Valerie says, "By all means, sir," you bend down to crush this thing. You're about to smash this stone, and you saw a name, and it's this long name, but it did. It started with L U L, and then you didn't really Orlando think anything of it. You didn't really think anything of it. You would crunch, and then Darmida started screaming over there. And just raging on this thing. Um, and with a 23, you did notice... Okay, that's a bit odd. That name is did not crunch. And you go to crush it again. And that's when Valerie noticed Lulu standing there. And the rest of you just looked back. And, and uh, Lieutenant Casper uh, uh, faded away with his words. To get a little distracted. But you saw a name that wouldn't crunch there. And it started with L-U-L. It was a long name, though. Okay. I hear uh, long names for Henrietta's uh, specialty. True. And with from, that, from, from a past life, let's dive <laughs> back in. So we saw Lulando Tostando Sananasuna's <laughs> ghost. Yep. And they led us back to their body. That's where uh, I yep. remember it. Yeah, absolutely. So the. They crumpled I would like to go. right in this corner right here. Oh, um, okay. Just the far, farthest corner of of the room, uh, and where Valerie came through most recently. But it's such a small, slight little, like five foot, maybe five foot, uh, emaciated human form of this little crazy old man. Over here. Uh, it was actually... Um, Over here? Yeah, it was in this in this corner. It was like uh, Lulu was trying to 
follow along and just slumped against the wall and essentially died of old age right there. Uh, still, uh, like, the body's still there. Um, you're not quite sure how long All right. it's been. I'm gonna run to There's... the body and grab him. Can we get an icon for their ghost, or... Uh, sure. I'll take one up. Yeah. Do you still have their icon somewhere? Somewhere. somewhere. But basically, everybody... I mean, I'm assuming the whole Nine Hells is going to hear this one. Yeah. Darmida just lets out a blood-curdling scream when she realizes the gravity of it. And you all are actually... I. I don't know if you've seen her cry before, but you will now. Yeah. Um, you. is just kind of standing shocked, honestly. Makes sense. Uh, I don't seem to have his icon, so I'm just going to use that for the body. <laughs> I think poor Valerie is the only one who's just kind of like, hmm? And actually, Valerie and oh, Fenris... You are standing next to this ethereal kind of wispy version of the old man. Just just hanging out right between you. Oh, and, and he actually, at hearing Darmida um, so upset, kind of walks forward right through Fallery and kind of huddles down next to her as she's holding the body. It's, it's all right here. I am an old, old being. I chose the mortal way when I couldn't face being a deva anymore. I'm assuming I don't hear that. Uh, you do hear it. No? Oh, I do. In this, place, would I hear it in that state? <laughs> that's fair. You might just be sobbing. That's fair. You've you've been holding this in a long time. Uh, you can you can do a perception check with disadvantage if you like. There's a lot of grieving of people I've it's cared for that I right never in. did because I couldn't. Right. That's so fair. I feel like this is a pinnacle kind of moment where she's just like, Bleh. so roll a what? Sorry. Um, perception check with disadvantage. <laughs> I got a ghost right here. Because I've been doing so, so good well. on those lately. So good. Lando to Standos, and I assume you... Twelve. Uh, you're a two to still here. to really make sense of things. Sorry. <sighs> yes. You've had a tough life. Yes. What, what, what are you all doing sitting around? Fate We've on got anyone. things to do. I hope you can find peace. He just kind of looks at you. And 
Indomita's wails. Just, and like, you hear her fists slapping against the cement after a while, and like, Dermita, can you hear me? With a fourteen, you Deal. can you can hear. Or twelve. What would you like to do? I mean, I just if they're still I... here, I don't know if they can come back their souls yeah. caught up in something right I feel at this point her she would turn from the sadness or the greet like the angst because it is Darmida after all I mean yeah she is who she is, and I feel like she'd turn on her mother okay, and scream at her mom to do something. And you scream at her and she stands there looking... Not to betray... Yeah, not to betray him again. Oh, you and I say betray back. him. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh! <laughs> angry Darmita is like emo angry. Oh, that is harsh. You actually see the... Like, yeah. she is almost still as a stone when you looked at her first. And then when you said that, it was almost like you just punched her in the solar plexus. And she takes a few steps back and, like, leans on one of these urns. And she is almost nine feet tall. So then she leans on it just... And, and she just kind of steadies herself for a minute. And the wings just lower down. And then she looks back up at... At, uh, at Darmida is like first of all not fair second of all that's a little fair you know when I do this my master's gonna notice an expenditure of that level. But I can help. But it might bring holy hell down on us right now. I can raise him. I can undo what has happened. There will be consequences. Ramita. Then let's do it. I look back between both of you. I mean, I guess we should ask Lilando, but do you think that's what he'd want? He's been through so much. Maybe seeing if we can give him to a chance to rest is, is what's best. He'll get no rest down here. You see him. Uh, not yet. I say we bring him back and we fight what comes. I say if he stays here, so do I. So then it's decided we bring him back. 
right. Does Valerie want to weigh in on this? Because this, this is, you know, it's probably only fair. I mean, Darmina doesn't really give a crap right now, but sure. me, I care about Valerie. <laughs> well, Valerie at this point is just in it for, for the good of the party. And, you know, he, she trusts that she trusts the party enough to um, trust in their judgment that raising Lulu is the best thing to do for the quest. Um, for the little time that she spent with you guys. She doesn't understand Lulu. Far from it. Personally, she wouldn't care that much for Lulu, but she she has observed the importance that that he has uh, that he has for the party, especially Darmida. So, um, yeah, she's she's following up. Darmida. You should talk to Lulando. I don't have his icon, but that is him right here. Standing yeah. next to his own body. I'm trying to think what you do at this moment. Um, so while you're pausing, Nashida turns to Henrietta and Fenris and Valerie while, um, while Darmida gathers herself. She says, I'm, I want what you want. And Lulu has, has deserved so much more than I can even give. But know this. As soon as I do this, Zariel will know that someone and myself are making a play against. She glances around for a second. Against them. There will be no turning back. Is. There will be no preparing after. If we could distract. It's his Zariel, contract. Is his contract uh, where yours is? Will we find them together? Lulu's? No. Yeah, yeah. He is not bound. He's bound here as a member of the Legion, but when they were all forced to sign, Lulu wasn't here. Lulu's contract must be somewhere else. Somewhere on this plane, or he would have not stayed and that it doesn't, it doesn't look that like would it. stop it from coming back unless you do what you're planning it's all right i mean there are others with magics but i mean he could be raised. is it because it's you or do you, is I, it I only to raise possible because it's you have fallen and i can undo and she points to um, 
Darmida and, and the lack of aging. But that level of of my power will draw the eye to us. And if you, if you think others ready, could without Do you think others could without it being you? It's really quiet, Todd. Yeah, we can't hear you. <laughs> no. It's just like, I don't know, whatever your, the voice oh, mod is, it just like, I was kills muted. the volume. I was no, you, you weren't volume. You were, no. you were muted, but it was really oh, low. Weird. It's working now, though, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Miss mm-hmm. on uh, AT&T. Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> the reception from hell is awful. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, yes. She, Two bars. She, she did indicate that someone else could raise her if they have the uh, raise Lulu if they have the ability, uh, without drawing the attention of the okay. Eye of Peller. Um, but it, it, the fact that Lulu's still in hell and didn't just disappear means the contract is held by someone in hell. Right, and the question is whether or not mm. that is going to prevent someone else from raising them or not. And it sounds like the answer is no. No. I... Enough. <laughs> it really is the reception from hell. Nice, but does, but does, but does, but does. I have to count to four every time you say your name. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. He's going to appear in a mirror. Ooh. Why don't Nishida. we just say quad B? Nishida? <laughs> I don't know, but Zara already knows that we're here. We've oh, already yeah. faced Haruman. We've already faced other minions of his. He knows we're here. He doesn't know that maybe we found you, but he knows that we are out and about in his realm. And he knows we're coming after him. So... My dear, I don't mean... They don't know what you can do. Zariel is arrogant and overconfident. Hmm. But not not entirely a fool. It's up to you. I will I will raise Lulu now if, if that's what you want, or I can do it later if that's what you want. But I think I don't know that you're ready. And if you could have I will fight by your side. But when Zariel forces their will on me, I I won't be able to hold out for too long. And then I will become a liability instead of an asset. But properly distracted. At that point, at that point, I look at her and say, I've killed you once. Actually, I think it was Fenris, but. Actually, I think it was Ben Coom. I killed her the first time. It was Fen. I think it was Fenris, wasn't it? Or was it Ben Coom? I think it was Ben Coom. I, don't know. I ben killed her. A lot to kills. <laughs> I killed her the first time. Way back in, and like, then I like raised her. Something. 
Hey, how's it going, Cantor? And I raised her again. Hey, and then thank you so much for the follow. Hi, everybody. We're playing some Dungeons and Dragons. We're just talking to Darmita's mom. It's got it going on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say your name. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Sarnia. All right, so welcome to the stream, everybody. We're doing some Dungeons. We gotta find Sarnia. Yeah. We're looking for uh, an um, alias named Sarnia. You're looking for the Eye of Peller. You're looking for uh, a trump card against the Eye of Peller. Bleeding and Citadel. The Bleeding Citadel. Okay. And uh, yeah. Nishida long, does so... know where it is, but she hasn't told you. She wants yeah. a distraction first. No. Hey, thanks for the follow, Justice. And, and I guess... 45, yeah. 2020. How, okay. How much time... Like, I guess when Nishida mentioned that, I was like... How much time, like, you know, I hear what you're saying, Nishida. Maybe we need to... Stick saucy. Thank you for the follow. Keep going, sorry. <laughs> get the sword, figure something else out, but you're able to raise him later? Like, how much later? <laughs> I... I can... We have almost a fortnight. Ten days. The cycles here will turn at about the same rate as that in the more in the material realm, though we can't see it. Okay. I didn't even realize so if it we was can get that material. sword. Oh well. Where is where's the bleeding citadel? Appreciate you dropping by. Bleeding. Uh, the bleeding citadel. I can point it out on the map, but I would like it if you could do something on the way. Something I think could help. We need an ally. Okay, what is that? I wouldn't trust them, but there is a demon lord, Kratoshma. If you can free him from his prison, His rage against Zeriel's matches Shit. almost your own. Hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Darcy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking in the wrong at voice. This... <laughs> at this point, um, I'm going to look at Fenris. Your call. What do you think? You might also find an ally in some of the devils that are competing with Zariel, but they they yeah. will have their own motives. Katosh wants his 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 hammer back. Zariel took it. As you know, after we buried the sword, Zariel was without a weapon. They took the maul of the demon lord and imprisoned him. Yeah. I can show you where he is. And when released he will attack mercilessly, almost mindlessly. I wouldn't um, trust him, but I can trust his anger. And this is what I had found out before and just haven't had a chance to tell them. And at that point, when she reminds Dermita of that, conversation that we had in the Hopefully good chills com commune yeah mm -hmm. um oh 
I'll take it just as. I'll kind of look at Fenris and the rest and say, we need to get help to do this. So we'll just, we're not ready yet. But I'm not, and then I'll look at Nishida and be like, but we're not done yet either. No. I promise you, I know I owe Lulu almost as much as any of you. I will not let Lulu end their days here. It just means there is a time limit. You have ten days. After that, I will not be able to raise him. Well, then I guess we do it in less time. Let's go. And I guess it's to the demon lord. Yeah. In your in your um, commune, no you did also deal. hear of potential other allies. Bell, the other previous uh, leader. Yeah, Bell the devil. Yeah. Uh, or the lord of Avernus. Was and then, the because he was demoted... Or yeah, he was the demoted. Queen. Not very friendly. Yeah, terms the Dragon there. Queen. Or this Demon Lord. There are Those were the three. She told me, though, the Demon Lord would be the easiest if we free him. Um, so I figured we'd start with him. Let him start the distraction and then see if we can try to get the other two. And if not, at least we have him. Because he's probably the angriest. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we don't have to do a deal with him. We just have to let him out. Exactly. I don't know. We don't we just have to free him. Okay. Because um like that would keep the focus off of Nishida and us more. Um, and he already wants to take Zariel out. That's okay. very, he doesn't, very badly. Doesn't need a reason. And neither does the Dragon Queen or Bell. Well, so. Bell, I would not trust. He is also an archdevil, which also means easy on thoughts. I yeah. urge you all remember archdevils can listen in to thoughts especially on telepathy if you're communicating without words and at that point uh, Nishida takes a bit of a look at Fenris for a second and thinks and then she thinks over, uh, she looks over at Fellery, and in Fellery's head, you hear. You hear me. What brings you here, I wonder? Bird, man, woman. My apologies. <laughs> Revenge. You say that in your head, and she's like, she gives you a nod. And then uh, over at Henrietta, and the same thing, the voice in your head says, I do not know what brings a holy one such as yourself down here. But I will do what I can to protect you. 
mean, I'd like to know too. Do you know why El Trail fell? I said it correctly. It is as we speak in words. One moment. Then she turns to Fenris and just stares at him for a second. And then stares at him for a second. <laughs> and then says aloud. <laughs> you are shielded. How do you do this? I have um, a magical item. At that point, she does notice that you finally notice the ring on your hand is like a free piece of advice. The devil would trade a great deal for such a thing. The not politics. really in the business with making deals with devils. Fair. And yet, here we are. All right. Thanks for the free advice. All right. You're all pretty tired. Um, if you wanted to rest down here, it would probably be safe. Or you can strike out now. Um... Where do you want to go from here? I don't know. And we can also see. I don't. I don't want to keep people up too late. I'm able to keep going for a little while if you are. Also, welcome I have to enough from. I'm good. Channel. Thanks for. Yeah. Fueled by. Oh, I, I didn't show your name. What's your name again on on the on the Zoom call? Right now it's out of mix. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Um, Quick to the Amazon. It's all right. I can go. I can go a little while longer. Yeah. Okay. So, um. So Henrietta, uh, Henrietta. So do you still have the um, identify magic uh, up and going, or is that has been long gone? Probably gone. It's probably yeah. gone. All right. Detect yeah. magic, not identify. My apologies. <laughs> and for those uh, okay. who thanks very much for all the chatter. And by the way, if this is your first time watching, you are welcome to make suggestions, and we'll try to work them into game as much as possible. I save up some of those plot points, that's the channel points, and you can cash it in for uh, naming characters or making suggestions and so on. Just, you know, <laughs> time to go neat. Okay. Um, the other thing is, uh... um, I don't know if you caught this, but Darmida's mom has got it going on, but she's that angel, fallen angel, undead Deva that you see there, and Darcy down below uh, did the art. I'll let you guys decide what you want to do. Aging? She reverse um, aging on me. And, and... You know what? We can just kind of hand wave that bit. So she she offers okay. for sure, and she says this. Sure. Yeah, okay. This is sure. This is a trifle. And she yep. casts greater restoration on Great. both of you over time. Boom, Great. and then boom. Okay. Let's go for the demon lord. Let's do it. I don't need to rest. I mean, I've used some spells, but I'm I actually got a rest going into here, and besides my fifth level, I'm. I've only used low-level ones. And I've still got um, a, a ring. I'm going to use my ring of uh, the um, Portal of Power. I'm going to use right. that uh, just to free up a slot. So I am good to go. Let's go free this Demon Lord. What's the one thing I wanted to ask, uh, just to make sure I understood what was going on, um, is Nishida planning on 
palling around with us or hanging out here so that she's next to the body to cast resurrect or what what was that or did it not get said if i am uh, gone for too long uh if i'm gone for too long zaria will take note but i can travel back here rather quickly so when the time is right i should be able to get back raise lulu without arousing too much suspicion also that's awesome definitely the next item found will be named gooey Thank you for the cash in there, Grimdor. Maybe for me the necklace, who knows? <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> oh god. Oh god, seller. <laughs> Alright, so you guys want to press on. Okay, so you, um, uh, we're going to kind of... I want to talk to Lulu. Okay, sure. Uh, um, while Lulu's we... been hearing all this, but hasn't yeah, been yeah. saying much. Busy. And now, Lulu was insane at the best of times, so Lulu is busy kind of sticking their head, trying to is over in a far corner just bending down ankles like disappearing into mist but bending down long habit of being here and just trying to pick up a little stone on the ground and just fingers passing right through it all right so darmita are we leaving him here i can carry him with us if you'd prefer i don't know I mean, with with Lulu's permission, of course. I'm getting flashbacks of Craig carrying his dead brother. Anyway, sorry. Hey. <laughs> that was episode like seven. Yeah. Um, I, I would again defer to Nishida. Will he be... Once Safe. I seal that door, very few can get through. As you remember, as you remember, it was hard to um, hard to get in here. Yeah. And the thing is, if the only possibility of getting him back is we have to come back here, and if we succeed, well bully for us and if we don't well he's laid to rest here so you vocalize this mm-hmm. yeah I say it out loud would you like to take would you like to properly lay them rest right now then or just a goodbye You do what you have to do. I'm coming back. I believe you will. Orlando. Uh-huh. Looks like we're parting ways for a while. Oh, but um, good luck. And the hand passes right through your 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 cheek. It's cold. Hey, to you're the really touch. quiet. Okay, oh. caught up. Yeah. Oh, you're good you're good you're good yeah you're good now i think the the um input jack yeah. sometimes slips that's what it seems like yeah yeah that's what it sounds like that's annoying okay so lulu does um... i hope you can find rest oh yeah, uh, however that is yeah. uh, uh, thank you oh uh, that's that's kind 
I've been in worse places than this. Oh, oh my. And looks up down at his own body. Oh, yes. <laughs> I hope to see you again soon, he turns to Jarmina. And it's good to see you, Nishida. Nishida nods. You uh, spent some time finding a an empty... Um, an empty dais. Actually, Nishida takes you into her own chambers. Where you first yeah, I was going to ask. I wanted and, to move into some place more comfortable. Yeah. And and uh, lets you lay him to rest on where she used to sleep. Uh, wait, that seems appropriate. I like that. And uh, uh, she stands Thank you, outside. Uh, Lulu and Nishida standing uh, Lulu standing next to Nishida half translucent uh, as uh, Lulu, uh, sorry, as Nishida goes over some of the plans so Nishida mentions um, uh, if uh, if you reveal that you have a map and, it, and she says, oh, he only had a map yeah. somebody pulls it out um, sure. she points out where on the map of Vernus you can go uh, and she points out two places in particular so she points to a a large pit um, and uh, she says you'll need to go you'll need to go to um, I'm going to mispronounce this but Kristoshmi's Maw it is a chasm uh, between these vol between these volcanoes and uh, in this pit the demon lord is guarded fairly heavily guarded he was the demon lord of corrupted frost giants, so you know what to expect. Zeriel took his favorite weapon, Matalortok, a warhammer, and uh, uses it as her own. I know he's shackled there, somewhere in this place. And she points it out on the map. Um, she also says, in order to... <laughs> in order to get there, it would be a long journey over land. There is a shorter way. The... If you... If you wish, you could use... I'm look up the name, sorry. <laughs> you could use the Arches of Uluk. They are... They were once gateways, which they could use to send armies of hell anywhere. Any oh. plane, and they've been waning in power. They do not work fully, but they will let you trans transmit yourself anywhere within the uh, the plane of Avernus. You merely need to keep that spot in your mind as you walk through, and they can take you directly there. They are large. The we reach the bleeding citadel from them. Like you see this like sudden like brightening like like realization on on, on Han. Yes. I was trying to follow the signs before, yes. but it's moves. Couldn't get there fast enough. Yeah, she um she indicates that yes, you could you could indeed use that to get to the bleeding citadel when the time is right. We shouldn't now.
I'll remind you that we need to find help first. Let's go albeit, for the help. Albeit not the best of help. Not exactly who I'd want to join forces with, but we can't do it on our own. We need at least probably two of them. What two do you think we're three. trying to do there? At the Bleeding Citadel? Nods. What do you plan to do when you get... What do you expect to find? If that is where I'm assuming, or we're assuming, this, the weapon is to kill him, them, um, Potentially I even free. don't think we're going to be allowed to just walk right on in. Potentially we could even use that sword to cut the chains. You saw the Sunder chains in another city. Ah, Something two promises there. wrapped up there. It is your wish to free the city then? Yes. And to keep that, well, it was a dream. But I still promised Zariel before they fell how to keep that sword safe. I know it doesn't make entire sense. Nishida kind of blinks at you and looks a little confused, but doesn't say anything. There's something else. Do you know of an Aranyes named Sarnia? Yeah, Sarni. Mm. One of Zariel's henchmen used to belong to Bale. Scheming. Not very trustworthy. Do you know where she is? I could find out. At that, Valerie's like, hmm? <laughs> yes. Do that. We have, uh, unfinished business with her. Alright. She, from what I know, gained a bit of status with Zariel not too long ago. Never did find out why. But I should be able to I should be able to track her down. Or right. at least get you some idea of where she might be. Let's free this demon lord while you're figuring that out, sure. You seek to unbind El Terrell, yes? That's right. You're right, you can break the chains. That alone will not get it out of hell. It needs to be transported back. Archdevil could do that. Zariel brought it here with help from the companion. 
What is the companion? I have my suspicions. But I've seen the companion orb up close. It is a vessel, containment of some kind, though I do not know what is in it. Zariel had already gained a following in Elturel by the time I joined the Mortal Realm cause, though we had been in the service together prior. Whatever's inside that companion, it's powerful. Very powerful. You might... Powerful. Go ahead. Powerful enough to... return the city and... destroy him? Powerful? Well, I don't know. But it might be worth a look. Where's that orb? So when she mentioned the companion, that's the black orb that's hovering about several hundred feet above El Terrell. It's been there for over 50, 60 mm -hmm. years. Used yeah. to be almost like a sun. Uh, yeah, Hen can actually, I think, I think Henrietta actually like speaks up and it's just like, uh, it's where a lot of the Eye of Pillars influence originally came from. That swayed the flock. People attributed a lot of good to it in El Trail. And you can, you know, fill in any other things I'd know. <laughs> but, like, I think that that's, that's a pretty good, perfect actually. mouthpiece. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, it's been there since, like, a long time, as you said. Uh, almost to your your Certainly your parents and your grandparents has been there a long time. And uh, it was seen as a, a great blessing. And then suddenly it started turning one day. Once all, those, once all the contracts were sold, uh, it began to turn. And it's now a black orb sparking with uh, Okay, I didn't realize that. That's, and, uh, that's important information. Mechanism that brought the Altero here. Maybe it's something it was definitely take it out. Influential. Right. The, well, first things first. I did say that I saw it up close. There were small holes? And, well, it was just an extension of the eye. didn't realize it was something that they were working with. You might be right. They might be reasonable. And whatever that means. There were, on the edges of it, placed in certain locations around. There were these small openings, small gaps. And she puts her hands like like this uh, to indicate how big it was. And they're, they're a little bigger than like the size of your, a little bit around the size of your fist or about the width of a wide, um, like if you put thumb to finger like that, it would be a fairly sizable hole. And she says there are nine openings. What they're for, she doesn't know. 
holes or something? Maybe. Okay. Well. So All right. first things first. Demon Lord. Demon Lord it is. Let's do that loading screen. Just curious, how late are we going? Because I still do have to take the dogs. The, uh, we can take a quick little break right now if you want. The pooper dues out. Yeah, if this you might take... be a perfect spot to stop. Honestly, just hey, because like we know what we're doing next, we can you know leads are in. We're just heading to the arches. Is that what the plan is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine to keep going. I just, yeah. like, you all can keep going mm -hmm. and just drag Dermita with you. Um, I'll just take them process. out. That's fair. Yeah. It's up to you I guess. guys. And... Half an hour left. Yeah, I, I can go for another half hour. Maybe even okay. longer. But, yeah. Give me. All right, let's do it. All right, all right. give me five, ten, okay. ten. All right. Great. So, which one of you is going to kill Dermita's character? Uh, Dermita. Uh, it has to be me. Okay, it kind of does. <laughs> I love how you all raised your hands. Nice. And thanks very much for sticking with us, and thanks very much for the follows, everybody. Chrome Alpha, and uh, I don't know how to say your name. Psychon... 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 Psychonite. 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 I like that. <laughs> Demeted goes and takes a mega shit. Absolutely. There's not enough dumps in the woods. So she goes off and, like, digs a little hole. All right defecates in the grave of one of these fallen knights. I actually want to have a chat with Henrietta when we're like heading there. All right. So, um, so you guys get geared up, you get ready to go. Uh, and, uh, both Nishida and, uh, the ghost of Lulu see you off as you exit, you go up onto the top and, uh, um, you come out and you see one of the, yeah, Valerie is due for fly die, fly by twos. Psycho. Heiko Nico. Heiko Nico. Okay. I'm probably mispronouncing that still, but, you know, I appreciate the clarification. Thanks, Justice. And yes, I do hope so, too. Anyway, um, so when you go up out of the uh, the tomb, you get to the top, and you see the standing stones, and all of the armor of the knights that used to be kind of kneeling, and it, it was their casket, Those the armor pieces are just scattered along the ground, and, and there are no bodies in it anymore. Uh, all those fallen knights are no longer here. You released them as well. You look around and you see one of your infernal machines sitting there, the bigger bus-like one. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interject. Were there any magical items? I think you mentioned something in the room. Yeah. So uh, you guys Netflix. do a quick little scan through. You find a couple of different things while you're in there. Uh, number one, uh, if you take the time to identify it, um, uh, you find... Uh, Falerie, you found a necklace of fireballs. So that could be okay. good. Yeah. And so you you do have time to identify and uh, attune to that if you wish. Um, what else is in just here? Hand wave, do that while we're traveling. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm going to do a little hand wavy here. Uh, you do find. I thought there was a couple more things. Oh, no, no, Yeah, I feel like we're not like, you know smashing caskets and defiling every grave no, but there are some just, things that were yeah. specifically especially the stuff that was like in the same places as the um the warlock mummies because yeah, yeah those or, guys yeah exactly. <laughs> i just remembered that that, that you mentioned yeah. that specifically last session i'm gonna say there's definitely a couple of plus one weapons lying around for anybody who uh, wants to just scoop and carry uh those are definitely available so um uh, there's like 
Uh, amongst all the different weapons that are there, there's like swords and there's definitely long swords plus one, uh, uh, maul, uh, maces, uh, other maces plus one. Those are uh, weapons buried with the dead. That's yeah, but they don't yeah. need them anymore. So if you want them, you're welcome to. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. Always when you bury stuff with the dead. You um. Do, do, do. You know what? Let me just do a quick little uh, a little item generation sure. here because you guys don't get enough joy. Actually, uh, I will say this. Um, I didn't say it yet, but I will say this. I think in terms of milestones, I think you've reached a pretty big one and you have a plan. Ooh. So I think you've all gone up to level 12. 12. All right, let's so I've kind of... Yeah. As the players I'll, begin I'll take that. I feel like troll. that's... I feel... Yeah. I, I won't fight you on that. I feel like the... This has been a long time going coming. Going through the Crypt of the Hellriders. Uh, it's been a long time coming. So and actually, like, dealing with all of it. Not yeah. just, like, smash and grabbing, right? Like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, doing it up really nice. Like, all had some wonderful character moments. Um, Especially yeah. Darmida. I was going to level her first. Mm -hmm. but Yeah, let's see what Gooey's going to be. All right, let's see. I got to make the rolls. <laughs> The rolls. Come on, phone. All right. Uh, generator. One sec. Just some random loot. I'll just kind of read it off and, and we'll see what who claims whatever. And Nishida is actually helpful in being like, oh, this could be helpful. Uh, so she'll actually point some stuff out so you don't feel like... Yeah, I feel much more comfortable games. taking stuff if Nishida's right. like, please take this, right? Yeah. And like, but they that changes things a lot. Yeah. Why? So. My phone is being very laggy. So, here we go. It's treasure rolling time. Let's see. Come on. Load. Damn it. There it goes. Okay. I don't have to decide what I want to spend. All right. There's lots of little trinkets and, and even some uh, some gold to be found if you if you want such things. Uh, you, you can definitely find, um, probably about, in all, about 500 gold, just kind of scattered around. Um, it's mostly, uh, you definitely see some, some various gemstones and stuff. Uh, no diamonds that I can see here, though. All right. Um, like, uh, 125 gold each. Yep, absolutely. Um, oh, well, this could be fun. Okay, so there is a, a scroll of some kind, a warlock scroll found amongst all the rest of those warlock things. So, um, and it will, oh, well, I'll let you identify it. It's a, an Arms of Hadar scroll. That could be kind of fun. Um, you also see uh, five potions of healing. Ooh. What is that? One each. One each. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have to find Gooey. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's gotta happen. Alright, there is a shield plus one if you don't already have one. And you see a javelin. And the, it is a javelin of lightning. Gooey that javelin of lightning. Gooey javelin of yeah okay. Gooey is a javelin of lightning, which is uh it can it electrified it, ooze. Ugh. It just makes <laughs> things you go gooey. 
I get that. That works. I love it. Alright, so you can use it as a ranged attack or as a as a melee, in fact. Um, uh, either one is really fine. A little short spear or javelin. And it is a uh, it's a standard item. And um Okay. Alright, how about this? Uh there is also Drus Dust of Dryness. Ah, that's what's funny. Which is a small packet, contains 1d6 uh, plus 4 pinches of dust. You can sprinkle it over some water and it turns it into um, uh, into pellets which float near the surface. So it can just <laughs> absorb a ton of liquid. Uh, someone sure. can use, smash it on a hard surface. Doing so ends the pellet's magic. Uh, an elemental composed mostly of water that is exposed to a pinch of dust will need a bunch of, will take a bunch of damage. Oh, all right. Gooey has a personality, sure. Gooey is a javelin of lightning with a personality. Just a, just a little bit of one. A little personality in there. So who... I'll let you guys decide who gets to carry the javelin. I can pass on that one. I, yeah, I don't know who would actually take that. That's an interesting point. So you acquire proficiency with it, right? Uh, It's a simple weapon, actually, I think. If not, then definitely Marshall. I have a tough choice to make. Uh, I can either done raise two ability, like raise oh, two ability gotcha. scores, or I, I was kind of like waffling through a couple of feats. There's a new feat. You you do allow feats from Tasha's Cauldron of it. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, I do. So long as it kind of makes sense. Well, I was thinking of taking Meta Magic Adept. Nice. Ooh. I can do clutch. Um, there's also uh, a potion, and in it, you, you look at it, and it looks like a. Um, it it looks like there's there's a stone, like an almost crescent shaped stone sliver in the bottom of this potion, and you kind of give it a little swirl, and there's little sparks and like little flickers, as though you're looking at like a tinder box being struck whenever it bounces against the side. Of the of the oil uh, that's in the potion that's inside there. Hey, thanks very much for following there, uh, Phil Plus. Phil Plus. Oh, and I do see your suggestion there, Yuff, and the personality of Homer Simpson. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm gonna spare you my terrible Homer Simpson uh, voice, but yeah, I'll do it again. Uh, so right. it is a potion of fire giant strength. Okay. Fire strength. It really does, Donut. Absolutely. Who wants that one? I'm not so much for strength as I am for dexterity, though. I mean, I always think it's funniest to give those to the people with the lowest strength, because then suddenly they're. If I'm beating. not mistaken, they just set your strength, right? Yeah, so being already strong is not relevant. Yeah, it's just boom, 25 for And it's hour. like, when you're like, you know what, I just desperately need to pick something up. Yeah, you pop that as someone. Yeah. Like, give it to Darmita, actually, right? She's got negative one strength. Yeah. She's got that new yeah. one. Yeah, I don't think too, she I... will now. Wasn't she negative one because of uh, aging? So that's what she reverted. Oh, yeah. She's I think that puts her at zero. But still. Yeah. That could but be still, fun. like, yeah, she's, she's like, desperately moves. needs to. Um, do something that that'll be a good character moment. I like that. 
and I'm gonna add this to Grimdor's uh, comments. Um, the jelly-filled kind and and people. It has trouble telling the difference between jelly-filled donuts and people, because it just stabs sense. them and they burst in like electrical. My yeah. name is uh, Chukabaludo. Chukabaludo. Welcome to the channel. Or that's the name you're suggesting. I would accept that. Chukabaludo. That is going to be a devil good. or demon's name. Oh, yeah. Done. That is, that, that's good. All right. Um, just jumping back in, Bella. We didn't get very far. We were doling out magic atoms. Uh, by the way, you leveled up to level 12. Well, I better do that real quick. Absolutely. So you are now level 12. There's a bunch of magic atoms floating around, including, I think you guys gave her a potion with a giant, uh, like a, a fire Attention. giant strength. So for an hour, you can have strength 25. Um, oh, I can be really fun. be Ben Coom. Yeah, you yeah, can be Ben Coom for an seems hour. Seems good. <laughs> really, you can make the most use out of that. I'm, I'm very least narratively. Yep. Okay. All right, and then there was a couple of other things you can watch it and play back. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys leave the crypt of the of the Hell Riders. And you make your way outside. You have only one vehicle now, which nobody seemed to notice as to why. Uh, Fallery can bring you up to speed on that one. Oh, we hit it, didn't we? Oh, no, no, that's right. No, I hit the wheel. I hit, I hit the steering well, wheel. Well, and the right. other, no, the, the other, other two, well. uh, the others took off and left. Uh, yeah, because of the dragon, black dragon. And you're all like, what? <laughs> Dread? What? Oh yeah, yeah. By the, the way, queen. sorry, Todd. Can I just double check one thing? Yeah. Because no. when I lost all that, all those years, I also lost uh, overrode HP, and all of my mods changed. Can yeah. I change those backs now? You can change them back, except remember you did lose five HP permanently to the night egg a while back. Well, that was actually the night egg that did that. But I'm everything making else, ten because I took that's right, Lulu's, you took Lulu's health. Who's dead? Which is probably for the best because God only knows what that would have done to that old man. All right, so as you can see on the I map, mean, he's dead now. Yeah, <laughs> I want those HP back, old man. Oh, by the way, no, so you 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 lay him to rest. It's very solemn, and then you get back outside, and you all see the thing. Valerie um, yeah, brings you a bit up to speed, and you are. As you can see on... Oh, I didn't drag you over. Sorry, I'll drag you over, because you guys can't move yourselves, can you? Let's go back to the map. Uh, so you pop out, and by fluke and uh, the weird shifting of hell, when you come out and you look around, you can see this landscape around. Much of the most local stuff is the same, but certain details about far away have shifted. So it looks like... It looks like the Styx is now a little bit further away and due uh, west from you now, uh, yeah, uh, east from you. But then at this point, you can actually see on the distance, you can actually see Elturel hovering there and a little flicker of lightning above it. Um, it, it, is, it is lower than it was before. It used to be like 500 feet up. It's now probably only about 200 feet in the air. Um, on the map... Uh, Nishida had pointed out the Arch of Ulak, uh, the Arches of Ulak, right up here, uh, so you, that you know exactly where to go around them. Uh, you almost passed them when you were going through those firestorms prior. Um, you also know where the rest of this place is, and somewhere 
out there is the Bleeding Citadel, although you don't know exactly where yet. Having been to some of these places, you could find your way there again with the help of the Mad Cartographer map that you currently have as well. So you are at your, um, you are on your Infernal Machines. Where do you want to go? I think I've made all my fixes. Uh, did we want to head over to the arches? I'm assuming they're like the closest thing like we expect them to be. They are pretty close, yeah, actually. Probably if yeah. you can go around the bone brambles, you can you can go and see it. Uh, can I get everybody to do a perception check for me? And can I get somebody who is choosing to be the driver? Because you no longer have uh, minions for that. Um, uh, then uh, I'll need them to do a dexterity check Ooh. with proficiency because you've all been trained. Um, I Found. will. I think I'm able to drive the because uh, I was doing a lot of driving on the one. Yeah, you're the... quite familiar with how to drive. Yeah, so I'll I'll do it. Just okay. a straight dex with proficiency. Yep. Dex plus mod plus, plus proficiency. Go for it. The engine roars to life as you drop in the soul coin. The screams of the soul contained therein tearing through the air as the engine roars to life. You start moving and you get 17. 17. Nice. You drive like a maniac, which is the only way you can drive in hell. Um, as you're going, uh, Gordon your golden eyes kind of flicker in the in the dim light, uh, reflecting the red off of them, and you not too far um, over towards where the demon zapper is now. You see a dark shadow circling. You can you can make out the shape pretty far away. It's not an issue right now, but you do see the shape of a large black dragon, or actually from this distance it looks absolutely tiny, but given what Fallery told you, you know that it is out there. There's a large black dragon over there. Alright, so... Uh, I point that out. <laughs> you you make your way pretty easily whoop, on your magic school bus um, <laughs> that's what they call it, um, on your magic school bus over towards past the bone brambles, the bleach bone white forest uh, st sticking out of the, the dusty plains of hell. Uh, and I'm assuming you're going out and around that. You you will have to do another driving check to kind of steer around the firestorms, the ash just raining down from above in these clouds that just get whipped up over this whole area. Uh, you could do a survival check, actually, if you want, with with advantage. Who would that? All of us, or I, I um, pick somebody? You, yeah, uh, Dermita. You are proficient in, in yeah that, and also you get advantage because it is uh, it is your favorite terrain. Yes. Hell, is that not how that works. Yeah. Well, then somebody no. else can aid you as well. Uh, double proficiency. Oh, is that how it works? Yep. Yeah, double ah, proficiency. I've been doing that wrong. All right, that's fine. Yeah, a little bit. Double it up. I don't. I think it's six and one half a dozen of another. 
Yeah, totally. So, um, I believe I that will do it. I think I did the right mods on that. Nice. 18. That's pretty good. You actually make pretty good time as you tear across and you dodge between some of the worst of the firestorms. Everybody does still need to make a constitution saving throw for me, though. So this is the part where, you know, we all left the, the Crypt of the Hellriders a little bit changed from that experience. And... Henriette has been very sort of quiet and somber, but she's just radiating with hope. Uh, everyone can tell my my protect or protection is now active. Nice. So if you're within ten feet of me and make a saving throw, you can get a plus four to the roll. Oh, okay. That Great. that helps in this case, absolutely. It's now, it sure it does. And it is active. You're all within ten feet if you're riding in this vehicle, more or less. So twenty three for me. Oh, the in the back of the vehicle you have a nice reuniting moment. And it's actually when you come out and, and I get a net one <laughs> and meet with your actually, um so you you're you're so happy and you meet your celestial horse which has been stabled in the back of this infernal yeah. machine. Uh, and you, and when you're there, and then the ash starts to fall, and the sparks start to fall, and you just go up on the horse and just cover it with your own body and take, uh, and take a D4 uh, fire damage. So you took, uh, oh, sorry, I think it's two D4. Uh, so six points of fire damage there, uh, Henrietta, and you take the whole deal. Uh, Falari, okay. with a plus four from. Uh, from uh, N, you passed because you would have been, had 12. Uh, and uh, Gordon with the plus four, you are already at 12, so you're fine. And uh, Bella with 17, you are or 19, you are just fine. That oh, anger, you know what I just realized something the What's horse up? is still there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give um, Henrietta. Actually, I got a 19 plus four. Um, nice. I'm going to give Henrietta horseshoes of speed. Because I've just been having them on my character all this time. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Like, all right, well, you have a horse. Oh, that's right, you have a horse here. And increase creatures walking speed by 30. There you go. Wow. Do I need, like, a blacksmith? To... <laughs> well, they're magic. They probably just... They just yeah, attack. No, I, I, I'm, I'm asking Venerous. I don't know the magic horseshoes like, I just, I, you know like i was like we were so, in such a hurry last time but yeah i just realized i have these horseshoes here you go oh let's be where'd you get these from thank you huh. and i'm gonna do something you saying something else. todd i think I we was. lost time yep sorry i was <laughs> muted We've got too many hotkeys going on over here. So you, uh, Fenris, you walk up with the horseshoes of speed and, and uh, to give them, and then you look at Henrietta, and her hair is on fire in one spot. You're like, ah! Uh, that's it. That's all I said. Uh, 
Didn't want you to miss that that gem. All right, so you guys make excellent time uh, weaving through the fires, and you get to the Arches of Uluk. Now I need to read something to you. Hmm. I will. I'm. I. There is a button for this, but I'm gonna just read it. Only the cut. The mad cartographer's voice, which is embedded in that map that you use, calls out from, I believe it was Fenris who had it last, uh, from his pouch. It says, Only fools step through the Ulux gate. They lead to nowhere a wise person wants to go. (laughs) Uh, When you arrive, you see two ornate black arches dominating scorched landscape for miles each one rising 200 feet into the stiflingly hot air. Every inch of the stonework is engraved with images of devils waging war against demons, angels, mortals. In forgotten times, archangels used these twin arches to transport entire regiments to other planes of existence. The magic has waned significantly, but there's still enough magic left in each one to transport creatures to another location on the Nine Hells. Creatures who use a detect magic spell, or yeah, I guess I can stop now. Um, you can tell that <laughs> comments. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it as you come around the corner and you see these massive arches standing above you. There's two of them. They are big enough to drive your infernal machine right through. Photographer. What were you saying about them? (laughs) Do you know secrets of these gates that we should be aware of? I know they were once used to send legions to crush and conquer and... Oh, where was I? Funny how the mad guitar is a whole lot like the mad Lulu, huh? It's like I only mm-hmm. have four voices. <laughs> you know the voice you haven't heard in a while? Maybe I'll bring it back in a bit. That's right. It's Chukalbaludo's voice. Anyway, um, so you pull up. Uh, where do you want to go? Um, you think we can just safely move through these? It seems like <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure. at this point. Nishida's I'm just mentioned. a piece of paper. Shh. We don't have really that much time left, right? Not too much. Nishida's mom mentioned yep. these gates to yeah. use them. Yep. You're right. As you approach within 100 feet or so, the stonework begins to rattle and emit a loud, resonant hum that just grows louder and louder as you start to approach. It even drowns out the sound of your your very loud infernal machine. I think that we go through and we do what Nishida said. We um, have that picture in the mind of the uh, of where the demon lord is, and, and hopefully, we get transported there. Agreed. Let's do it. All right. So you all kind of pour over the map for a few seconds, and then and uh, point at exactly where you're going and. Dermita, you you steer the infernal machine, the lo- a large bus-like thing with the clanging chains holding the little winch at the back, and you approach. Do you want to go through? There's two arches. Uh, it looks like there were once three. 
Um, and now there appear to be only two left. Uh, one of them has crumbled to dust behind. Do you want the left side, the right side? And I would ask, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, as you get closer, it thrums louder and louder. Uh, I would like you to do a constitution saving throw, everybody. Alright. Mm -hmm. Alright. And uh ties. <laughs> well, fortunately I get a plus four to that. Well, I, I I included mine in that, so I got a twenty. Jesus Christ, Gordon, you got plus eleven? Well, seven plus four. Damn. Spellcasters like uh, those con saves. <laughs> yeah. He's counting. to have uh, proficiency in constitution saving throws. So nice. with the plus four, I got a 13. Oh. The plus four, I got a 17 then. That plus four. And, uh, and Darcy. Yeah. Henry I had a nine total. Nine total. And yep. that's at least one that one. And a three. Whew. All right. And uh, Bella, does that include your plus four? Yeah. Okay. So you 13 got, with... You got 13 it's with It's a plus 13 four. total with my plus four. All right. Uh, who, who rolled lower than a 10? Nobody, right? With the bonuses? Just Darcy. Uh, sorry. Without the bonus. Oh, so nine. Okay. So, Henrietta, you... You don't know if it's if it's the connection you have. This newfound sense of peace and, and calm seems to have a dissonance in your head as you're sitting there just concentrating on old songs, trying to drown out the sound of the screams of the soul coin. And there's something that's screaming along with the soul coin in your mind. That um, That helm that is bonded to you it is connected to the to the celestial, but it is also connected to a demonic influence of Baphomet. Yeah. And it it is it's almost like a loud ringing in your ears now, just ringing and distracting you. These mutterings that do you speak abyssal? No. You don't know what it's saying, but there is something just. That is just on the edge of your hearing and is very distracting. So as you approach this with the thrumming of the of the arches themselves, it almost amplifies everything. And you are the only one who fails a, a constitution saving throw going through here. So mm -hmm. once you go through, you are going to be stunned for 1d6 rounds. Okay. Okay, so I'd like you to roll a d6. You do get to go where you want to go, which on our map is on the far right, this massive chasm stuck into the plain of of Avernus. Um, I don't know, how would you pronounce that name? Costiches? Um, yeah, I'd probably just say Costiches. 
to cost us to use yeah. more. All right, so you poof, you appear Pretty next chai. to chai. Yeah, cost us chai's mall, and um, you are on the edge of this massive uh, chasm. A dark chasm gapes between grumbling volcanoes that spew lava and smoke into a hateful sky. The air trembles with the bellowing of some monstrous creature in the dark depths of the chasm. Something like that. From where we are, we don't see anything really. It's just a um, dark pit. It's a dark pit, and you will have to descend down into this pit. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like there's any way to bring your Inferno machine down, so you're probably going to want to park it. Is there, like, light at the bottom because it goes down to lava or something, or is um, it, like, it, just From, from just where you are, pit. you can't tell. Cool. So, I think we pile out. i probably pull... I'll, Bring my uh, my steed out, you know, pet down, uh, brush down their mane, and we close, looking down over this edge. The it's funny because your steed doesn't actually emit light, but it is so white compared to this; yeah. it's almost as if it does. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you look out over this chasm; it it descends a really really long way someone can do a survival check to figure out but it is far like over 200 feet you just look down and it's this crack in the ground it stretches across by at least another 100 feet to the far side in this jagged zigzag across the plain 26 Ooh, yeah that's 500 feet down five you you take a rock and you drop it and you count <laughs> one two Four hundred ninety-five. Four hundred ninety-six. <laughs> yeah, it falls one foot at a time. Uh, <laughs> that's all you can tell. <laughs> um, nice, Valerie. You obviously could fly down, uh, and anybody else uh, who can't fly is going to be up for a hell of a climb. I don't know that you want to bring your horse. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I looked from where I was looking like it was going to have sort of switchbacks, but I guess not. Unfortunately. Uh, either way, I think that, like, I mean, it, it we, is like climbable, a shot but it's up be from tough. the pit, well, all of us standing at the ledge is a good, like, you know, final framed shot. Absolutely. Because it is one. It is one. All right, so everybody ready to bail, or do you want to go a little further? I'm, I'm easy either way. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Crazy for the Dungeons of the Dragons. <laughs> I should probably go to bed. Yeah, same point. here. I've had three hours of sleep last night, so that's we'll fair. It. Yeah, I didn't. So get you guys much. are standing at the top of this chasm, looking down into the dark, and you hear that monster in the in, from below. And you hear other little cackling sounds, and there's something else down there with it. Like, <laughs> but the main Can thing I? that you hear is that monster. Oh. What do you want to do? I was. Do I see it? Uh, you can do a perception check if you like. Right through the dark. I'm just wondering with my sight and the because it's in dark. I mean, 500 feet's not your range on vision. But, well, the yeah. Um, yeah, with the umbral sight, still no. Okay. Mm. Um, I'll try a perception, but I'm only asking because. 
I would no, mark that. Ask. I'd mark that bitch right up mm -hmm. now. <laughs> well. Uh, nope. Not with that <laughs> one. Nope. You are fully Not and shit. thoroughly distracted by everything that has gone on. You can almost remember. You're just kind of remembering pulling away and watching Lulu standing ethereally yeah. next to your mom as your mother spread her wings and flew away from the Hellrider's keep after the crypt after sealing the door and you remember Lulu the look on Lulu's face a strange kind of contentment that he always has but a slight anxiety watching everyone leave and then he just fades into the crypt and now you're here is... hmm. listening to this beast howl in the dark <laughs> Yeah. Bring me my hammer. All right. Can't hear you, babe. I muted. That's what I did. I keep hitting the mute button. Uh, thanks very much for playing, guys. That was fun, and we went a little long, but that's fun. I like doing that. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. We got some stuff. We got some stuff. We got some stuff going. Yeah. yeah. Good session, and, everyone. Yeah, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much for everybody who, who joined us today and made suggestions. Um, uh, by the way, Chukabaludo uh, is going to be the name of one of the guards. And actually, Darmida's mom, uh, uh, who's got it going on, uh, Darmida's mom uh, did tell you, oh, yes, the bone devil that is in charge of there is Chukabaludo. So I'm going to... Write that name. Chukabaludo isn't just the full name of Bell, really? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of should be. It really should be. Um, <laughs> I have another potential uh, name for the and gooey. episode. Oh, who ended up with that lightning javelin? I'm just curious. Not me. Yeah, I don't know who took that, actually. Uh, uh, Reed, do you but, have any range weapons? Let's... I do not, so yeah, maybe I'll that take it. actually would be a pretty good call. Yeah. So a lightning javelin. Yeah, you got the lightning javelin named Gooey. Awesome. And thanks to Grimador for that suggestion. And uh, it sounds like Homer. I'm not necessarily going to do the voice, but that's what you hear. And you always have this strange, um, <laughs> this strange sense for like, ah, oh, a donut. Not that lightning javelin. I'm a little confused, but that's it. Oh, some episode names are popping in. Thanks for the earlier ones as well. I will review that. But yes, we take episode title suggestions. So That one got... was mine. Nice. I, I threw that one in there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so definitely, and thanks for the follows, everybody who dropped by, and thanks for the raid very much, uh, Cantrip Cast, and everybody who dropped by with that. Thanks so much. And we are here every Thursday or so. Next week, I think, is a shadow run, and then we'll have uh, more Dungeons and Dragons the following Thursday. We're here Thursday evening, um, and I yeah, I think that's about it for, for me. So thanks very much, everybody. I, I I always love coming here and spending some time in hell with all of you. Yeah. It honestly. One day it's gonna freeze over. Like I'm kind of feeling. I'm it. waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. And until then, stay nice and toasty with us. All right. Thanks very much for watching, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Roll some dice if you get the chance. And we will see you 
next week. All right, take care. Bye. Night. You've been listening to SideQuest Live. Thanks so much for tuning in. We try to record all of our games as much as possible, whether that's Dungeons & Dragons or Shadowrun or another tabletop role-playing game. Just a quick side note about all the licenses and copyrights involved. Our music is all Creative Commons attribution music on our live stream video feed or YouTube replay or Twitch VOD. We always attribute each individual artist, so be sure to check out those individual artist attributions. Lots of love to so many people who make their work available so that we can do what we do. So thank you. It influences our game. It makes it immeasurably better. So, so much appreciation for them. Let's not forget the makers of the games. Dungeons and Dragons is copywritten by Wizards of the Coast. They own it. They make it available to all of us to play, and it's wonderful. We are in no way affiliated with them, and nor do they endorse this podcast, but we are very appreciative. The other game we often play is Shadowrun, which is Catalyst Games. And again, we are not affiliated with them, and they do not endorse us, but we really appreciate their game, and we hope you appreciate our game. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitch and YouTube, and watch for those live games once we're streaming them out. And of course, we do accept suggestions for names, so please hit us up on Instagram and name our stuff. All right, thanks so much. I'm Todd, and this has been SideQuest Live. We'll see you again soon.